This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Monday, Brigade. What's up? Welcome into another episode, Monday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. And yes, paying off wagers and things we're going to say we're going to do. Friday, we told you we'd wear orange if Tennessee won. And Tennessee won. Tennessee won. Tennessee Believe won. Not, Tennessee won. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralta, and I am one salty son of a beat this morning. <laughs> He's still salty? Come on. I'm so – yesterday made it even worse. We'll get into it. But oh, yesterday, I mean, the hat ban is back. No more hats. Not until I win a bet. Not happening. So we're going to self, self-impose this. So if you're on the Broncos tonight, congratulations. You're going to go cash a ticket tonight. So oh boy, <laughs> if you, if I would be on that side, if I were you on that, on that level, <laughs> are you going to bet the baseball game? No. Oh, you know, but a lot of that. people very curious as to what you like. Then I haven't bet a base. You know, I haven't bet a baseball game in the month of October. That's that true. Part of the problem. Maybe you should try that. No, <laughs> okay. try that. The team that I was 30 games under the sport that I was 30 games under 500. No, I'm not going to try that. No okay. hockey's back. NBA's back Tuesday. We're good. So I got, I got hockey and basketball. Why don't you just bet on the New York teams? All they do is win. Which New York teams? Jets. They were, they were down two to one before last night. The Yankees were giants. <laughs> well, Yankees. Rangers finally lost. I mean, just bet the New York teams. They just win. No. Uh-huh. They don't cover. They might win, but oh, it's cut me. The Jets and the Giants have been dogs. So that's been good. But been winning. Yeah. But the Yankees were down two games to one. What do you mean they've been winning? They were losing. They lost they game one last night. Easy. Yes, they won last night. Did they cool. win today? Are you jumping ahead? You told no, me don't I, jump ahead in these I, things. I'm just saying. I'm just questioning it in terms of why would I bet the Yankees tonight? I don't know if they win tonight. Guardians are live to win that game tonight. I think so. So, you know. Plus Trent's on them. Did you see Trent? Trent's yes. on them. That's good so. to know. <laughs> we need to know that information. Yeah. Doesn't always lose, though. He's not always. He's no, like but he's on a good – he's he's on a pretty good stretch. He's on one of the – We all are. I mean, I, I, I am now cleansing. Last week – this weekend was my worst weekend. What betting. did you say? Cleansing? Cleansing. This is a new day where we're, we're, we're forgetting <laughs> about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I couldn't get anything right. Officially, I've lost nine straight bets. Unofficially, I'm like – I think I added it up. I think I've won – I'm like five and 20 over the last like 25 bets. Like it's bad, bad. Like it's okay. been – it's been an absolute – Friday was bad. Saturday, we'll get into it. I mean, I couldn't get the Penn State Michigan game right to save my life. I I had three thoughts. I was over three on that game. I thought it would go under. Big plays, the man. Half, the oh, under, okay. un, uh, the under first half would hit. That's the only bet I made. 
And then I thought Penn State would hang around and they got completely de-pantsed and bent over and embarrassed at the big house. So exactly. yeah, what we said was, was like when I was worried about big plays and then once it got away from them, it really got away from them. And that's exactly what happened. Michigan had a party. So then Iowa State's defense, for whatever reason, the offense didn't score, which I thought was going to happen. Right. Iowa State offense didn't score. But Texas, I don't think it was a letdown spot. It was like a letdown spot. I don't think it was a letdown spot. I think Texas just played a Super Bowl against Alabama, and I don't think Texas is that good. And Oklahoma. Oklahoma I think played a Super Bowl against No, no, no. Alabama, Alabama was their Super Bowl. Oklahoma was just – Oklahoma sucks. They're horrible. There's no barometer. I'm not going ahead and using that. The Oklahoma game is just – throw it out the window. Oklahoma o- just covered against Kansas. What are you talking about? Oklahoma pushed against Kansas on the closing number, technically, but it was 10 and it fell 10. So nine was the number all the way. The close number was 10 and it fell 10. So Oklahoma to me, I mean, I don't know how good Kansas is. I think the whole big 12 is bad. I mean, I don't think TCU is very good. I mean, you you look at the whole landscape of where the big 12 is. And I think we're kind of seeing that there's not really an elite team in the conference. There's just a bunch of offenses that can score at times. There's good players. But I don't know if there's good teams on both sides of the football mm. in the Big 12. I mean, Oklahoma State took TCU to overtime. TCU wins by three. Line closed three and a half. It's at home. I mean, TCU is left. They're the last ones who might be eligible for the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs personally. Right. So it's it's really college football. Is, I mean, the NFL right now, there are so many three and three teams. It's incredible. It's the whole league, it feels like. It is. It's ridiculous. I mean, there are, you know, the Bills and the Chiefs are up there. The Eagles, obviously, are the class right now. Cowboys are five and two. But there's just so many teams that are three and three that you're like, my goodness, the wild card race is going to be really wild over the next month and a half to see how these teams, how it all shakes out. But, you know, if you're three and three, you're not out of it. You're sitting there going, all right, you know, things could, we could make the playoffs. And, I mean. Yeah, but you always got to. Keep in mind that <laughs> like you watched the Bills and the Chiefs game yesterday and they're playing a different game. They're better than everybody. That was an elite playoff game. Like you can just tell future odds. You can have some of these other teams. They ain't, I mean, they, there's teams in the AFC that aren't beating either one of those teams, especially in the other team's building. I was just oh, a, I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if, the Chiefs are in that are are in that for me that category. I think the Chiefs are really beatable. I I think the Bills the, the Bills are the difficult team because of how fast they can score, and their defensive line it, it, their line play has been really really good. But their offense is so. I mean, if Josh Allen's going to play like this throughout the entire season, one he's the MVP, and two. I mean, the Bills are going to be extremely difficult to beat, and it kind of stinks for them because I think when they go to a neutral field to play, whoever they play on the other side, if they get there, I'll be very curious. I mean, it's if it is Bills-Eagles, that would be interesting. If it's Bills-somebody else, Cowboys-Giants, I mean, it's I really don't know who the best team in the NFC is, to be quite honest. I think the Eagles are there, but the Eagles in the second half, I mean, they don't look – they look like they're two different teams. First half to second half numbers for Philadelphia, it's striking right, right now how different it is. So, I mean, the Cowboys, Cooper Rush just, you know, came back to being Cooper Rush last night. And so if he doesn't throw three picks, Cowboys might have won that game. If they don't oh, throw three picks. Doubt. 
Yeah. So, no, I mean, in particular, the last one where if if Cooper Rush could feel feel the pressure and had st- sidestepped it, I mean, he had C.D. Lamb open for a, a walk in yep. touchdown. Yep. And instead, he gets hit. The ball falls short. It gets intercepted. That kind of ice the football game. But I mean, my gosh, a fifty nine yard field goal to have everyone cover six and a half last night missed by you know a foot. That goes in. Six and a half covers because the Eagles went for two, which I still don't really figure out why they went for two in that moment, but it left it at nine. Three points would have had to fall six, would have been great. <laughs> Instead, the Eagles come in and cover it. And yeah, they- I I don't know if uh still trying to figure out who the best team in the NFC is, but I Buffalo's clearly the best team in the yes. AFC. I and mean, they're the, just- and, and the league. I mean, they're clearly the best yeah, team in football. Yeah. But um they cannot run the football. They, they cannot run to. the football. But do they need to? Yeah, they will. They will. In January, they will. There will come a time they will. And, I mean, Josh Allen still, as good as he is, he gets hit way too much. True. He gets hit way too much. And um, do you know who the backup quarterback for the Bills is? Um, I did. I know. Tell me now. Case Keenum. Yeah, it's not Case. I was, was going to say, isn't it Case Keenum? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, you know, and again, you could say that for a lot of teams, but the drop off will be tremendous. They will no longer be the best team in the league. If Case Keenum has to play multiple weeks. Of course. Right. But I mean, the Cowboys, I mean, this is where, if you're a Cowboy fan and you're going, all right. So Dak comes back next week. Mm -hmm. Cooper rush held serve Mm -hmm. played well. More than held serve. Um, Cooper Rush saved the season. Yep. And, and the Patriots with the same thing with Bailey Zappi. So Bailey Zappi. Well, hell, you know, they found themselves a starting quarterback. Not a, uh, Cooper Rush isn't the starting quarterback. I think I think Zappi is the quarterback. I agree, but Bill doesn't. So, I mean, I think right now Belichick sees they've dumbed down the offense a little bit and it's working really well. So we'll see what happens when Mac comes back, what they wind up doing. But Dak and Mac Jones are both going to have the same questions. If they come back and the team performs poorly or the offense doesn't look as good, there's going to be loud critics going, why did you go to the starter? Go back to the other guy. So I'll be curious on that, but they kept the season alive. I mean, the Patriots, you know, crushed the Browns yesterday and Bailey Zappi played really well, played really well the week before Patriots are three and three. And they're live for a wildcard spot. They're not winning the division, but they're in the conversation for a wildcard spot. So a lot of year left to go and a lot of questions to be had. And this is now, it's funny. I didn't think the one game for the NFL would make this big of a difference going to 17, but it really has in terms of like, I think we're going to have like two or three seasons in one now. Like we're going to have the first group of games where we go from like zero to six. And then we have the middle part of the year where we're going to go for the next six games. And then the last five will really be the sprint to the end to see where you are. So like we've gotten through the first part of the season and now we start next week, we start the second half of the season or the second part of the season of the schedule. And if you make a run, if you're three and three and you make a run here in, in the second part of the schedule, well then the third part may not be that important, but if you struggle in the second part and you go five and oh down the stretch, there's so much time to make up is what I'm making is a point I'm making. Without you're not dead. 
it's it's before in the NFL, you order you open up zero and two in the NFL, you were dead. No, I don't Dave, think so. Nine percent of teams that start zero and two, I believe it is, make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, the, you're again, dead. The, like you're like, like you're, 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 team in the playoffs is one thing, but the mediocrity being the norm is the other. Like it's different now. There used to be. A lot of after six weeks, there were five and one, so almost in leading every division. Go look at the divisions now. It's not even a there's a couple five and ones. That's it. Everybody's four and two, three and three, or two and four. You're right there. That's what the league is now. It's really hard week to week. So, yes, you have. I mean, I've always looked at it like this anyway, and now, especially like you know, with the Westgate contest and the things that we're doing and all these different things, it's thirds. I used to do it in fours, actually, four, 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 and four. Mm-hmm. You know, when you tried to adjust futures and do all kinds of things, it's just each month. It broke down September, October, November, December, how you looked at the bets and what you did. So um, it's uh, the NFL is different now. It's just, it's just a different, it's a different league. It's a different, you know, I mean, the officiating is controlling. It's <laughs> it's controlling the outcomes of games. It's it, it is. I'll say it. It's tough. Sometimes you're just wondering, man. I was on the right side of that. I was on the right side of that, and uh, I guess I wasn't on the right side of that. We'll get to those games <laughs> here. What is your? Do you have a, a a a method? Do you have a a a superstition for ending cold streaks? These boys in the chat said we need a slump buster for you. Oh, yeah. They said we got to go to the club. Like we got to go to the club and get some. <laughs> for some me, band. it's what I did. For me, it's what I did last night. For me, it's I do a straight walk away. Like I get away. I shut everything off. I stop watching. I stop reading. I I just straight drop everything when I'm like this. Oh yeah, that's. I good. don't pay. I don't pay attention to things. I I shrink my bet. I have one bet for today. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Yep. And I do. Very little in terms of the analytical breakdown. I I am lucky that so-called DGen tracks all of the bets, so I can go back and look at what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. But there are things I have done that have now I'm looking back, going, okay, I'm making mistakes. I'm making similar mistakes, and stop doing that. And secondly, I just need to walk, go for a walk. <laughs> Sit outside. Last night I had a cigar and a scotch. I was outside. I hung out for a couple of hours. I didn't watch. I watched the first quarter of the Dallas game and went, okay, I'm done. Shut it off. <laughs> I was like, right. Dallas isn't covering. And then everyone on the Discord channel was writing me messages saying, hey, by the way, you're not totally dead yet. So I turned on right. the fourth quarter when it was 20 to 13. I watched the fourth quarter. And then, of course, I watched that field goal sail wide right. And I was like, oh, of course, this is how I'm going right now. I can't even, you know, even like a backdoor crazy cover. I can't even get that break. So, you know, walked out on that. And it's, I, I'm happy for Philadelphia fans. I, I really, I really am. But it's so, it's such a nice reminder whenever Philly is like this. It's just a nice reminder of why I dislike Philadelphia and New York. <laughs> it's just a really nice, it's a nice reminder when they're like this because it's just so well, how the hell do you think they feel about Boston? We actually win. And we have one. You have a nice you have a nice like 15 18 year run. True, <laughs> so like, like we can for the so other century before so that. Boston people, different. we have the ability like our our arrogance is earned. Philadelphia oh, and New York's oh, arrogance. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, would you tell me when the last time the Knicks won anything? 
When's the last time the Rangers 1960, won something? <laughs> yeah. 1973 was the Knicks, I think. Yeah. The Rangers about, was 94. Okay. How about the Islanders? Seven, no, 83. How about 83? the Nets? How about the Nets? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, like, you can go through this and you can go like, and yes, since 2020. I mean, the Yankees have won some championships. 100%. Since 2001, how many have they won? One. Right? <laughs> how many has Boston won? Well, since 2004, they've won four. But before that, 100 years, they didn't win any. Well, true. No, it was 86. But yes, but it was, but I understand. I I, I get the point. New York Yankee fans can talk they absolutely. They I mean, didn't win. What? The Red Sox didn't win. What do you mean? In 86, for 86 years, you said 100 years, 86 years. They won championships before before Babe Ruth and with Babe Ruth. So like. Oh, back then. Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, if we're going years? back then, we got, we got to pull it all in. You got to bring Yankees history. You got to bring up Red Sox history. You got to bring up it all. So it all counts. They all, they all matter. But Philadelphia. Phillies haven't been in the playoffs in 11 years. <sighs> Phillies. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> Sixers. That's, I mean, please. <laughs> I mean, hey, Dr. J, yeah. come talk to me then, okay? In my life, Philly's never been good, never been elite, never win championships. I was born in 77, okay? The Flyers the Phillies won World Series. They won. They in won. the 90s? Yes. 1980. <laughs> Didn't they win one of the 90s? Uh, 93, they lost to the Blue Jays. Oh, that was the walk-off. All right. That was Carter's. Yes, that was, was Carter. Carter's walk-off. They won in 2008. Was the last one they won? Okay. Or 2009. It was one, eight or nine. That was it. That's my point. So, like, Boston's arrogance is earned. Boston's recent anger arrogance is earned. Philly and New York's arrogance. Well, Philly, I don't know. Philly just stop. But that's just Philly fans are Philly fans. Just that's fine. Stop. Oh, this is what they boy. do. I get it. I understand. I just, just it's, it's, a, it's a nice reminder whenever the Phillies get good or whenever the Eagles get good. Really, it's the Eagles. They're such a football town, but it's it's just a nice reminder. You know, Patriots are one and one in Super Bowls against the Eagles. I would love to see a rematch, a rubber match. It'd be fun. I just peeked down to the chat. Joe C. Myers, our guy. Who hey, was, he's in, live in the chat for the first time today, watching live. Hey, Joe. Good to see you in the chat. Very cool. Sure. Down yeah. Texas is nice yeah. this time of the year. That's humid. Yeah. In October. Get that. Get that taken care of. Who's so. worse, Cowboy fans or Eagle fans? Cowboy fans. <laughs> but Dallas people don't. Dallas people are funny I mean, they like don't this. win. But see, Dallas, but, hold on. Won. But it's, it's Cowboy. The problem with Cowboy fan is that Cowboy fan doesn't live in Dallas. That's the problem. Like cowboy fan lives in New Mexico. Cowboy fan lives in Oklahoma. Cowboy fan lives they in got Florida. the whole southwest part of the United States. Yeah, that's my problem. So it's difficult to dislike because people from Dallas, I like. I mean, I I, I I have not really had any issues with a person from Dallas, Texas. I like Dallas people. Outside, the problem is cowboy fan is worse than Eagle fan because cowboy fan is not from Dallas. Eagle fan is from the Philly area, South Jersey. They're from New York, South New York. They're from, you know, they're from the region of Philadelphia, Delaware. I, I get that. Okay. So that, that I'm cool with because at least they're from their region. Cowboy fans more obnoxious because they're like from Oxnard, California. Like, well, the Cowboys practice here. So I love Whoa. the Cowboys. Wow. That's my problem with Cowboy fan. Oh, Amer America's team. Right. Stop that moniker. 
They were America's team. Patriots are more America's team than the Cowboys are. They were they they were dubbed America's team before yeah. you were born. Right. right. I was when, a little kid. That's when there were three and channels. I ask him. It was yeah. there were three channels, and, and I was my father's uh, remote control. <laughs> when it came time to change the channel, it was Matt go yeah. change the channel. <laughs> I remember being channels. being six years old and hearing about this America's team and asking my grandmother, who used you know she used to come over every Sunday for the Steeler games, and I would go. I said, Nani, why are the Cowboys America's team? And she said, they're not. The Steelers are. And I was like, well, that's not what the TV said. And from that moment on, didn't like the Cowboys. I said, this is, this is bullshit. You can't be calling them America's team. They didn't win. But then they did beat the Steelers, you know, in the not in the Super Bowl, but in the regular season once. And I was like, oh, maybe. But you think the Patriots are America's team? No, I'm kidding. I'm making a joke. Oh, okay. I was just making sure, just for clarification. They are red, white, and blue, and they are the Patriots. So, right. I mean, what are we doing shit. here? We, we we're good with this feed right now. It keeps blipping. You are little lag for whatever reason. Okay. I'm seeing you. Your audio and your video is not synced. Right. For whatever okay. reason. You are. You are. I see you the same way. Oh. That's why so, I asked. So it's a lag on both on both sides. So chat, chat, tell us if we're if we're cool on your end. If if not, we gotta try to figure out right. um, what's going on. All right. So let's get let's get into this. Why I'm wearing orange? Why you're wearing orange? We watched this game to MGM Skybox at for Bet MGM the Grand. There we go. I don't like that we have to have this conversation, <laughs> but Bama on the road needs to be discussed about the number of penalties that Alabama is getting thrown against them. And then the penalties that are not being thrown that should be thrown with Alabama on the road. They were way over penalized against Texas. And then it got to be the other level of egregiousness against Tennessee. You can confirm this story that I'm about to tell. Tennessee is driving. Alabama is up by seven. The ball is on the 50 yard line. I announced to the entire skybox. If Alabama intercepts hooker, there is no way these referees are going to allow it to stand. They're throwing a flag for pass interference. A hundred percent. Can't confirm. 100% happened. Everybody said, wow, really? I said, yep. I go, these refs are not going to allow Alabama to cover. They might, <laughs> Alabama might win because of them, but Alabama's not covering. Not only did the pick happen, but Alabama returns it all the way to the 30-yard line. They're in field goal range to go and cover the seven. Correct. Flag comes out. Black, by the way, that block in the back was also there to make sure that Bama wasn't going to be where they were. That was also guaranteed. Like That block in the back flag was coming out for sure, without a doubt. That if that pick had, st- had stood, Alabama was not going to start on the 30-yard line for Tennessee. That was not happening. 17 penalties. And yet Bryce Young got hit in the face multiple times, numerous times in that game. And they didn't have one single flag for roughing or targeting. I mean, that is in today's NFL, that's a reigning Heisman trophy winner. At some point you start asking yourself, okay, in the game against Texas in the game against Tennessee, Mm -hmm. it's like, are these guys looking at Alabama and Hear me when I say this, okay? But Cam Newton used to get zero respect from referees. 
when Cam would run and this Cam would get hit, Cam, the flags never came out for Cam because he was so big. They're yep. like, you don't need the protection. You're a big guy. I just wonder if Alabama's gotten to the point where subconsciously these referees are just like, you kill everybody, you're Alabama, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like if I would throw that on somebody else, it has to be so blatant for me to throw the flag here that I'm not going to give you, I'm not sh- shading this towards the Alabama side. I'm going the other way. And it may not even be a conscious thing. It just might be that Alabama wins so often that the referees are just like, you know, you're Alabama, you'll be fine. And they don't call the game the same way. Huh. It just seems to me that Alabama is getting treated differently by the referees. Bryce Young, Bryce Young is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and yet he is not getting any protection from the referees. I mean, Tennessee should have had two players ejected from the game. The most egregious ones, we all stopped and were like, that that kid's out. We literally went through the checklist. All of us were like, check, check, check. Oh, that kid's going to be ejected. They posted the checklist for targeting. What makes it targeting? One, this, check. Two, this, check. Three, this, and you Check. need one, one of the three. You only needed be, one, but there one. were three things. Three out of three. Checked them all. You know, he launched. He used the crown, crown of the head. Helmet, crown of the head. hit him in the head. It was a direct hit in the head when it didn't have to be or something like that. I forget yep. what the exact things were. No, it's Stare launching at the there. player. It's it's lowering the head, hitting him with the crown of the helmet, and then helmet and then contact to the head or neck area. Those are the three yeah. criteria for targeting. I said, when it happened, it was under review. I was like, oh, well, they'll at least call this one. They have to. Like, look at his, look at the replay. Hit him right under the chin. His head went back. He lead with the crown. He launched the whole thing. This is, this is easy. They finally going to call it. Snow flag for targeting on the call. For, what? It's, you know, I, I mean, home cooking is one thing. That was, that was blatant. That was like. I mean, the number of penalties, the number alone, like it can't be that big of a disparity. Like come most on. in school history, Alabama gave up the most points they had given up since 1907. And I will say this, if the Tennessee fans want to come back and go, because I've had this conversation already, they're like, well, what about this call? What about that call? Look, not every penalty, not every penalty was, you know, there were false starts. There were delay of games. There were holding penalties. There were things that were in there that Alabama definitely, you know, did not play well and has played poorly on the road. Execution-wise, on top of that, have played poorly on the road. But there are moments that pass interference call was that was not pass interference. Like that was just a horrific call by the back judge. I mean, that is not pass interference. That's the interception. Game over. Alabama wins. How about the and, late pass interference call on that one? What's, oh, what's that play? Uh, it was over the middle and it came from way was, in the back. And, and I went, they're going to call this. I yelled it. And I was like, I was like, like, Oh, they didn't call that. 1,001, 1,000 and almost two. It was, it was. a. It and was then a, the flag came. The play yep, it, was ended, just, it was 1,001 and then 1,000. There's a flag. It was over the middle on third down. If, if you're a Tennessee fan, trying to remember what yeah. Dave's talking and about. We all over the middle. At each other like, what the hell? They just threw that flag from Memphis. Like somebody came in from Memphis and threw that flag. They were in Knoxville. Where'd that flag it, come from? It just was one of those games where the referees uh, had their finger and their thumb on the scale. And that's really frustrating to watch. 
They're and the thing would so their thumb on the scale. They yeah, added both. that much. Yeah. Ooh. And here's the thing. The win for Tennessee is great. Okay. They snapped the 15 game losing streak to Nick Saban. First time beating Nick Saban. I get all that, but they need to beat Georgia or it doesn't matter. Isn't like it's brutal. <laughs> they have to win on November the 5th. If Tennessee wins at Georgia, then the Alabama game, then it matters. But they lose at Georgia. It's all, all right. for not. They're not making all the right. playoffs. They're going to be 12 and one or 11 and one. And they're not making the playoffs because they're not going to play in the SEC championship game because of the side of the divisions that they're on. They got to win the East and they're not winning the East unless they beat Georgia at Georgia. Right. So <laughs> for all the running around and talking about hooker Heisman Are they and talking Georgia, at Georgia, that could be absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> Georgia's all defense right. is going to be a much greater test and you're on the road and the referees are not going to give you the calls you got against Bama. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. wonder what that line's going to be. Seven. Georgia. What's the date of the game? I believe I still have this. November 5th is the date of the game, I believe. November 5th. Look ahead line was... Goodness. Look ahead line, maybe 10. Georgia at home. Let's see. Going into uh, the year, because Tennessee's win total was eight and a half. Come on. 15 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember, Tennessee's win total was only eight and a half. 15 and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. Now it will be seven. We cut in half. Let's see here. Somebody has this up already? Well, I'm gonna look. But Westgate, they it's may four. they may have not put it back up. But I'll see here. Seems like a long time for that's three weeks from now. Because the public's gonna come running to the window on Tennessee. Yeah, they don't have it up. I don't think so. I mean, it's it's too far out for to, to actually have it up. I mean, there's too many things, too many injuries that could happen for a game that's going to have that size of a handle. That's going to be a monster handle. <laughs> that game's going to be huge. So Alabama today, there's f- plus four twenty five to win it all. Tennessee's still twenty to one. Yeah, because they got to beat Georgia at Georgia. Yeah, it's not happening, I guess. Yeah, so they beat Georgia at Georgia, then that's then they're live. I mean, they're absolutely they're, they're going to play in the SEC championship game. They could play ten, Alabama again. I mean, that could be a rematch, Bama Tennessee in Atlanta. Great. Well, because you know what happens then. Does Bama beat them? Of course, <laughs> that's what they always do. Nick Saban in rematches, I think it's something that has a ridiculous good. record. He has yeah, ridiculous he rematch good. record. And pretty look, good. Alabama is not Alabama of old. Okay, this is a vulnerable Alabama team on a variety of levels. One, their offensive line's not nearly as good as it's been in years past. Two, they have Gibbs, but they don't have a really deep running back room. And their receivers are not first-round picks. Like, they, they had so many first-round pick receivers 
so many amazing players. I mean, Jalen Waddle got hurt over the weekend, which kind of stinks for the Dolphins. But I mean, they've just had so many amazing, talented wideouts over the last five to six seasons that it's odd to watch Bama's receivers drop balls like catchable play, make a play type of ball that normally they would make drop in key moments. Tight end still very good. Big fan of that 81 kid that Bama's got from a tight end perspective. He's one of their best. He's weapons. a monster. He's a great weapon, and they need to use Who's him. Who's number one? Gibbs. That kid is good, too. Yeah, Gibbs, the, the running back. He's phenomenal. Gibbs is really, really good. I mean, he shows you the moxie. This kid transfers in from Georgia Tech, and they're like, hey, man, what number do you want? Number one. You know you play for Bama? Yep. Give me number uh. one. <laughs> Look. Uh. I love that. <laughs> That's like, I may have gone to Georgia Tech, but I'm coming to the number one program in the country and give me number one. And it's proven out. Yeah. It's pretty the good. A first round pick. He's running back one. Yeah. He's, he's really good. Yeah. He's really, really, really talented and really good. Um, one more thing on the Tennessee game. And this is odd. So like, I, I can't figure this out. Did you see that Tennessee is asking for fans to help pay for the new goalposts? And like, this is the official Tennessee. This is the official like Twitter account. Got enough money? I mean, this is ridiculous. There's a there from uh, the president of Tennessee, where he's asked, "Hey, do you have any problem with the goalposts coming down?" He goes, "I'll do it every Saturday. No problem. Do it every week. This was amazing." And yet then they turn around and they actually have like a GoFundMe account up yeah. to pay for the goalposts. What are they doing? I don't know. This is embarrassing. Like, like what are you doing? If you're I mean, you just- had Peyton Manning on the sidelines, just hey, call Peyton. Say, hey, man, can you help us out? We can't. We, we were having some trouble here. We, I don't want to go public. It looks bad. It's an embarrassing look to ask the public to help pay for the goalposts. Could you, could you just give us a check? A hundred times you- for the goalposts, by the way. Did you hear that? Yeah, I believe it. A hundred dimes? I believe it. Sure. For goalposts? I mean, you got to pour the foundation. Like, there's a lot of, yeah, that's a hundred thousand dollars for that is why the SEC, that's why the SEC implemented that rule of rushing the field where it was a quarter million dollar fine for teams that rushed the field. The SEC wanted to stop this because goalposts kept on coming down and programs were doing this like every couple of weeks. There were years where like teams would have two or three big upsets and then rip the goalposts down. This is a rare scene. Now you don't see the fans on the field the same way they used to in the sec because people were getting hurt. I mean, I remember when South Carolina beat Alabama and I was on the field and I was afraid of for my life. I mean, those Gamecock fans were coming for anyone wearing Alabama stuff. They wanted a piece of you. It was not, it was dangerous. I had to like, we all, I think we, the whole thing is a joke. Like the guys in the chat are saying it might be a, a bit of a uh, okay. satire. Go, I hope it go is. Go click on it and show me how satirical it is. There's a They're pay link on it. Making donations? There's this? a pay link on it. This is not fake. This is real. <laughs> this is not a joke, okay? God. They have different levels of donation to give. Okay? This is not fake. This is real. <laughs> okay? I don't get it. I don't get it. Think I'm kidding? Look, I don't think how, how well you can see this. dollars $25, $50, $100, $250, $500. Okay? $89,267 have been raised so far on this. Okay? What the hell's wrong with people? 
New oh goalpost fund. Help replace the goalposts at Neyland Stadium after the Vols beat Alabama. This is an official website for the University of Tennessee and the Office of Annual Giving. This is not oh a joke. Goodness. This is, this is real, okay? This is a real <laughs> website with real money being raised, okay? Uh, you, I, you, click, you click on it. You go ahead. I would like to give $500 one-time gift. This is not a joke, okay? This is a real thing you can bet. Or what is wrong? Give money. Oh, okay. So you can say, oh, come on. They wouldn't do that. There's no way Tennessee wouldn't do. Yeah, they are. Must be a lot of people <laughs> excited about Tennessee. <laughs> I'm beating Bama. I mean, Gosh. really? You, you need, you need a hundred thousand dollars. You need $150,000. I mean, how much it, money did they, they make it. I mean, they're back to having full crowds, Hundred thousand plus in there. That's you need a lot help, of money, man. They're rolling. You got ESPN money. You got it's all exp- sorts. Of- I, they're expensive goalposts. Who knew that it cost a hundred thousand for that? I did, but I, I'm not a hundred thousand. Yes, like but I'm embarrassed. Tennessee actually. 000. Why? I told you why. You have to rip up the. You have to rip it up. Pour the foundation. Okay, when it comes down, that's why the goalposts, the new goalposts, which I don't want to know why Tennessee doesn't have them, the new goalposts lay down. Right. They they, they have they have the ability to just hit the ground, so yep. fans can't rip them down rip and they go back up. up. Yeah. yeah. Now that's they'll probably replace it with this with that. My guess is they've waited to you know who knows how long <laughs> these goalposts have been there. Neyland Stadium has been up since the '60s, so these goalposts could date back to then. For all I know, I don't know. But they, never, I think, I think it's funny. They took the goalposts and they went and threw them in the river, which I don't really understand that whole thing. But Pat doing a backflip into the river during game day was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Oh, it was great. Belly flopped it, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Under rotated and smacked in the river, which was amazing. And then somehow he was back on set with his hair fixed. <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. He was able to do that. So. One had to be recorded, no? Of course, yes. It was a joke, but yes. <laughs> yes. I saw Penn State beat Notre Dame when I was at Penn State on the road. Penn State yep. won at Notre Dame late 80s, early 90s. Can't remember specifically. Big dog. They went into Beaver Stadium and got the goalposts out on an away game and took them to Jopa's house and delivered the goalpost to Sue Paterno, his wife at the time. I saw it go by the door. I'm like, these people went and took the, they ripped the goalpost out of the stadium on an off game. It wasn't even a home game. It used to be the norm. Like when these goalposts used to come down and I guess it's expensive. So they got the folding ones. I don't know why they threw them in a the river. That's, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Like, what that's are you doing? Tradition. It's the tradition, I guess. That's what they do. Some they traditions go are dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Auburn toilet paper is a tree. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, some traditions that's, are dumb. I mean, that is not really smart either. But or, <laughs> I mean, that's a little fun. And plus, it doesn't really hurt anything. You just clean it up. It's a what big are you mess. throwing this in the river for? <laughs> go, go get it. <laughs> Yeah, now somebody got to go. That's bullshit. Enough yeah. of that. Don't throw it in somebody, the river. Just take it somewhere nice. Michigan uh, is now on a collision course with Ohio State. Did we learn more about Michigan or Penn State 
in that game on Saturday? I think we learn a little bit of both. I okay. Penn State cannot come back. I could just we get down a couple scores and then uh, big trouble, big big trouble. Um, Michigan can run the football. Michigan got their own game breakers too. A couple big plays. You rush for four hundred something yards. That's no accident. That's 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 a statement. And that's what Harbaugh does. That's what they do. I think Michigan can beat Ohio State. It's not going to be out of the realm of possibility. Now they're going to have oh to do it in Ohio God. State. At the shoe, it's going to right. It's going to be a tall ask. But um, the questions about Michigan's schedule and who they've played and all that other stuff. I don't think. I mean, not all of those questions are answered. But I think we learned that Michigan is. Uh, a, a viable opponent, despite all that, they'll probably be what eleven point dogs to Ohio State. Probably, it's interesting because I think One's I'm actually really excited to see how Harbaugh does over the next couple of years because I feel like the flirtation with the NFL and then his decision to come back has quieted down the program. If it makes makes sense, like there was so much speculation about. If he wins, you know he's going back to the NFL. Like he's not staying here long term. This is not, he's not going to be a lifer type of thing. And then so he went and had the interviews. He admitted that he thought about winning a Super Bowl and that not winning a Super Bowl really is something that is going to drive him for a long time. But he realized that he doesn't want it and that he can go and build this program. And everyone now, I think like Michigan people are now like behind Harbaugh in a different way where they're no longer expecting him to go back to the league. He's now theirs. And I think that stability is really benefiting the entire program from recruiting, from coaches, from coaches, from just alumni and fans. And this is, you know, back to back really good years. And it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon for Michigan. 16 and a half was the look ahead line. It'll be it's Ohio State. It'll be over 10. Yeah. When they play. And I think Michigan will be live in that game. Did they lose before between now and then? I hope not. If they do, then that's obviously that game loses a ton of luster. But you asked me a question on Saturday while we were hanging out at that skybox at MGM, which, by the way, thanks to BetMGM and those people and NASCAR people. Guys, thanks for uh, meeting us down there and, and hanging out a little bit. But you asked me, and I was like, Who? who's, who's going to be on the other side of that game, the Big Ten championship game? <laughs> no, I said it's going to be Illinois. I told you, I said, what's the line between Illinois and Ohio State? And you went, wait, what? I said, Illinois is winning the other side. They're like, you're like, they are? I go, yeah. Illinois beat Minnesota. They're going to win that side of the bracket. It's going to be Illinois, Ohio State. What's the number? (laughs) And you said 20, you said 24. What what can it be? Can't be. I mean, oh. I mean, in the room, it was 23 and a half. You said 24. I mean, it seems like the consensus, everyone agrees that it's going to be a ridiculous number. What in the hell could that like? That's a championship game of a major conference. It can't be that big of a disparity, but it is. What's going to be? I mean, is that the highest? Is that the highest spread of a championship game? 
like what other conference or whatever can you even come close to that? You can't come since close we've to had that. conference championship games. Think um, about that. Was there a Big Twelve year in which one side of the bracket was really weak and the other side was Texas or Oklahoma and they were really good? I bet I bet Oklahoma had a line similar. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I bet there was I Oklahoma. I can't either. Yet. We'd have to go back and look or we'll have. If there is one, Oklahoma would be the, I'm going to say Oklahoma against whatever team they played on the other side of the Big 12 title game would be the would be the leading candidate. Because, I mean, conference championship games are only like 15 years old. So it's not like we've had this like right. laundry list of games to go back and pull from. But yes, it could be in the conversation for the biggest spread ever for a championship game. It wasn't a championship game in a conference, but do you remember when Pitt played West Virginia and Pitt was going to go to the? Well, you do. I mean, I only I only remember it was, it it was like two thousand seven because of the backyard brawl. Yeah, but it, yeah. I mean, they were twenty eight and a half point favorites. All they had to do was just win the game, and they went to West Virginia. Went and beat Pitt at home, blew the whole season up. Or no, reverse, reverse, reverse. West Virginia was a 28-and-a-half-point favorite and going to the championship Pitt game. Yeah, Pitt won. Yeah. And Pitt beat them, and then West Virginia went and won the bowl game. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. I just remember that because the guy I worked with, Aaron, uh, Aaron Kessler, had a ticket on Pitt to win it all that year at a ridiculous number, 60-to-1, 80-to-1, something like that. And all he had to do was win a 28-and-a-half-point favorite game. <laughs> And he would have been in a hedge opportunity hedge of, of a lifetime. Hedge off, hedge off of it, yeah. They lost. Illinois wouldn't beat Ohio State in the Big Twelve in the Big Ten championship, would they? You think they'd be live to win the game? Seriously, no. Live to cover not at all. Live to cover though. Maybe, but definitely not live to win the game. Yeah, Bielema knows knows Ohio State well, though. You know, it's. Do they have the horses? But you got a coach who knows how to coach against Ohio State. Man, that's the difference. Like, you don't have the horses. You can't run in that race. Right. Fair. But Chase Brown, I mean, you know, who's the quarterback for Illinois is going to be the bigger question health-wise. So, Illinois has got questions. I'm not saying that they're an absolute slam dunk. People are going to say, well, wait a minute. Isn't Illinois dealing with injuries? Yes, they're dealing with injuries. But... I think Illinois is primed to win that side. The boys in the chat say Purdue's going to beat Illinois 11-12, and they're going to the win that division. Who's the quarterback would be the question, right? For Purdue? Yeah. No, for Illinois. Oh. I mean, Illinois is 6-1. and one. Their only loss is to Indiana. They play Nebraska this coming uh, – no, next they have a bye. That's huge to get healthy. They play at Nebraska, then they play home for Michigan State, no, Illinois is at home against Purdue. Get out of here. The difference is they play Michigan and then they play Northwestern. So what's we'll, we'll the Purdue schedule? So Purdue schedule. Oh, goodness. So Purdue has got Wisconsin on the road, home for Iowa, which is always a massive bugaboo for Purdue. Right. Iowa wins there all the time. Right. At, at Illinois, home for Northwestern and at Indiana. Huh. So that's interesting. So the loss to Penn State is Purdue's only loss. So I guess Purdue. That's interesting. What is what is the oh, they don't have FanDuel doesn't have 
the Big Ten division. They only have the, the entire conference. Right. But Purdue is the same, 28 to 1. Illinois and Purdue are the same at Fanduel. Right. 28 to 1 to win it. I think I don't know if it, I mean I guess okay, so if Illinois that will that's what will happen. If Illinois beats Purdue, they'll have and loses to Michigan, Purdue will have two losses and the head to head will go to Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that's how it will work. Because Purdue beats if Purdue beats them, they're in because they'll have the head to head and I think Michigan will beat Illinois. Right. So you have three losses for Illinois and they'll and they'll be gone so So that's a de facto division championship game right there. Right. That'll be fun. Circle that game on the 12th of November. Purdue at Illinois. Boy, oh Big boy. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in the chat that are boilermaker fans. Where are these people coming from? Big Ten West. Look at this. They're yeah, lighting it up. Boilers, boilers. This <laughs> is Brommel Camp. Purdue will beat Iowa. Purdue will win the West. OTG. Jimmy Jack. Boilermakers. Wow. Who knew? Purdue will win the West. Could they can't beat? No, I think Iowa beats them. What? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Iowa disrupts the entire thing. I think Iowa beats them. Iowa off the bye is going to make some big improvements. I, I, I'll give Ferentz this. Like he, he's still a damn good coach. Okay, <laughs> like Iowa's offense has looked horrible. Petrus has played horrifically. They're gonna get rolled by Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's gonna kill them next week. <laughs> Beat them by forty. It's it's gonna be just. <laughs> Ohio State's going to kill Iowa. Iowa might score. If they, if they score seven points, I'll be impressed. So, I mean. <laughs> Wait, is that this Saturday? Yeah. What's the opener number? Opening what is it, number. 23 and a half? I'm going to say it's 23 and a half. I haven't seen it. What is it? I'm looking right now. Hold on. I've been so engrossed with the baseball. I didn't look at the opening numbers last yesterday. Uh Ohio State at home. Yep, against Iowa. Oh boy, let's see. Can't find the game. Boy, oh boy, I love these these things. This is great when they don't put them anywhere close to the time order. I found it. It's twenty eight and a half. Twenty eight and a half. I was low. Sorry, I said twenty three and a half. Twenty eight and a half. <laughs> okay. Produce a two point dog at Wisconsin this week, people. That's nuts. Wisconsin's bad, bad. <laughs> Penn State's only four. Yeah. This, they did not understand it's a whiteout game. <laughs> Com, coming off the coming off the Michigan loss. loss. There it is. 29 in some places, 29 and a half in others. Okay. So just to give you an idea. But after that, after they get killed at Ohio State, they play Northwestern at Purdue, Wisconsin at Minnesota, and home for Nebraska. I think they run the table. Wait, say that again. I think they lose to Ohio State. Okay. To go, to go three and four. And then who? Iowa plays Northwestern at Purdue, home for when? Wisconsin, at Minnesota, home for Nebraska. I think they, they run win the table. them all. Eight and four Ferrets. They win them all. Yep. Wow. This is what this program does. I'm going to have to have Bromel Camp on the show to discuss that. 
I think they do. I think they, Iowa at Purdue. I got a, where's my, damn, I don't have the, 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 oh, it's over there. The Phil Steele's over there. I got to look at the Iowa at, hold on. Go ahead, go oh. get it. Oh gosh, don't fall. Oh, sorry. I want to pull up the Purdue, Iowa history for, um, there it is. Roginated so said Purdue. Iowa. Purdue's got to be a. So state, the visitor right? is 11 and 1 ATS since 2008 in that game. How about that? Iowa at Purdue. Take Iowa. 11 and 1 ATS, the visitor. Uh, let's see. Um, Iowa is 10 and six straight up in this series, um, but only eight and eight against the spread since 2004. Last time this game was played at Purdue in, in, 2000, in uh, 2020, it was tied at 17 and 14, but the Hawkeyes led 17, 14 Hawkeyes would have a game winning touchdown. Let's see when, when was that game? What they, uh, oh, they lost 24, 20 at Purdue game one of the COVID year. Purdue beat them. I was favored oh. by three on the road and mm. lost by four overall. So kind of tough to figure that out. But they uh, they lost. Uh, actually, I was lost the last two times to Purdue. They, they lost in 2018 as well. 38-36. At Iowa. No, at Purdue. At Purdue. Oh. At Iowa. Um, they beat them 26-20 in 19. And they beat them. Well, they lost 24-7 last year at home. That was that crushing loss that shocked everybody. When Purdue went in there and won 24-7. So Iowa owes them. Oh boy. I like Iowa off this bye. I do. I I think Kirk Ferentz makes some big changes with the I think the offense will start looking much better. This is when they get to go to Ohio State. Yeah, well, that's gonna be forget it. I mean, just flush that game. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's 29 is the side, 49 is the total. Yeah, I think they 49-7. Iowa under. Yeah, 49-7. No Game defensive over. touchdowns for Hawkeyes this week. No. No. Maybe two field goals. Maybe six points. But they are moving the football on, on Ohio State. Okay. This, is gonna, this is ugly, ugly. This is going to be – this is turtle up. If you're a Hawkeye fan, you just turtle up this week and just go, okay, let's just don't totally embarrass us. Just play, you know. Turtle up. Yeah, just, just – just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go like that. Just take the beating and then survive without losing all your players to injury. Cause you know, you got five games on the other side. You can win. <sighs> They're live to win all five games. Homecoming for Northwestern. Then at Purdue, Wisconsin's dead at Minnesota. Eh. <laughs> Hawkeyes have won seven straight games over Minnesota. And Iowa has won eight of the last nine against Nebraska, including seven straight. Quit pandering to this Iowa audience. I'm not pa- How am I pandering? I'm calling them eight and four Ferrance. I'm not pandering. Yeah, but you to said Iowa. they're going to win the rest of their games. They ain't winning I do. the rest of their games after this week. No, way. I think they are eight and four. That's that. That's what they go. We will roll a money line bet. You want it out of a slump buster? You just call it now. We'll bet the Iowa money line after this week. We'll bet them on the money line and we'll roll it over. Okay. Your streak will be legendary if I'm if right. That happens. <laughs> yes. That'll be a big profit. That it will would. fix all of your ails. <laughs> yes. If it, Do you if understand comes- the correction that a five-game winning streak with a rollover will fix? <laughs> yep. You start true. with one unit. Oh, yeah. They win that first one, and you they'll take be, the profit. They'll be favored against Northwestern. They'll be dogs to Purdue. 
They'll be favored okay. against Wisconsin. They might be favored against Minnesota. They definitely are favored against Nebraska. At home? Yeah. They're favored in all the home games. So the home games are Nebraska, Wisconsin, Northwestern. Road games are Purdue and Minnesota. They're dogs in both of those games. Probably so. Yeah. You'll have a hell. You will fix if you're right <laughs> with one unit, you will fix uh-huh. your whole college football season. Fair. You'll be up 10 plus units. Yeah, fair. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, let's hey. do uh, After this week, let's do it. Chat, don't forget. Brahmo Camp, don't forget. We're going to do that every week. We'll, we'll watch it and, and, and see how they do it. That, that will be fun. By the last week, that'll be a hell of a hedge opportunity to bet on Nebraska. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> oh, a nice little Nebraska. You have like 14 units riding on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska, big, what, yeah. and I won't even be in Vegas for it, which is I'll be able to go bet it in New Hampshire. I'll be, I'll be in Boston. for it. Oh God. Oh boy. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that could be. Okay. Uh, we called this by the way, pack 12 USC goes to Utah. They lose outright controversial ending a little bit there between these two, but do you buy UCLA as a playoff team? Because that's it for this for the Pac-12. They got one left. See the line for this week? UCLA who? They're at Oregon. Oh, this is this is the game. This is it. This is their game. They're dogs, right? By what? Three? Six. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. So the Pac-12 is dead. If Oregon beats UCLA this week, the Pac-12 is dead. Then everybody's got a loss. Well, they're not making the playoffs. That they're out. I mean, they'll, somebody will win the Pac-12, obviously, but they won't make the playoffs. You can't make the playoffs if you have a loss from the Pac-12. No, not for the Pac-12. You can't. No, I disagree with that. Alabama, Georgia's in. Clemson's in. Talking about the fourth spot. And what if Georgia loses to Tennessee. They're not in. Yeah, they are. They'll get the Bama treatment. They'll get in even without having to win the SEC. Oh, Bulls. They can't let both of them in. They did before. Alabama wasn't in the SEC championship game and they got in. What if Tennessee beats Georgia, they're going to be in. It's Tennessee. Tennessee will, and then Tennessee will be in. Yeah, well, Tennessee could be in. Yeah, but yeah, Georgia could, saying. They won't let could Georgia be both. In. Could be Tennessee and Georgia. And Alabama gets left out. Bama's left out? Sure. Yeah. One lost Bama, one lost Georgia. Who's left Because out? Bama has to lose. Bama will have two losses because they will have lost to Tennessee. If Tennessee loses to Alabama, Georgia and Bama are in. Tennessee's out. What a tangled web we weave. Because if Tennessee beats Georgia and then Bama beats Tennessee. Correct. Alabama, Georgia in. Tennessee's out. Well, that's bullshit. Tennessee should be in with the one loss. Hmm? Not, you're and not going to take. Is if you have a one loss. If you thing. have a one loss, think about it. If you have a one loss Georgia team and a one loss Alabama team and a one loss Tennessee team, Can't and Alabama revenge in Alabama revenges the loss that they have. Alabama's in Tennessee or Georgia. Tennessee beat Georgia, but Georgia's the defending champs. You could take Alabama, Tennessee, and put them in, but I don't think they would do that. Hmm. I think Georgia gets in over them. And no matter what, this, this, the, the whole Pac-12 is out. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because 
zero losses. Well, I mean, all this shit the on. only the only question you would like you'd run into is like, okay, so who's the fourth team, right? So you obviously have a team in the Pac-12 or sorry, the Big 12 that's in the conversation. I mean, it's Ohio State. It ain't even a question. Okay. So, oh, okay. So yeah. Ohio State's in or Michigan? What if Michigan beats Ohio State? Uh, Michigan runs the table and beats Ohio State. They're in. There's no doubt. So then you've got your four. Oh, there's going to be some good bowl games that aren't. So the Pac-12's so Pac out. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Pac-12's out. Pac-12 may have a tough time. Pac-12 undefeated might have a tough time getting in. Oh. If UCLA runs the table, they're in. You sure? If UCLA goes to Oregon and wins, and then wins that game against USC, and wins a Pac-12 championship, and doesn't get in the fucking playoff, there's a problem. Okay, Georgia defending champs. Georgia loses to Tennessee on a last-second field goal. They got a loss. They're Hold out. On. Hold on, last-second field goal. Okay, Georgia's twelve and one, eleven and one. Tennessee beats Alabama in the in the title game again. Tennessee's in. Georgia at eleven and one or UCLA undefeated. Who's in? UCLA undefeated. Oh, no? That's a tough argument to make, given the schedule, given who Georgia will have played versus who UCLA will have played. That's a tough argument. Isn't undefeated mean something? It does to me. It doesn't to them. It's a TV. This is a TV show. And that's some caca. This is a TV show. Never, never debate what this is. This is a television production. There's no question about that, man. That'll be some. Oh boy. You want to watch UC. So what would UCLA be? See these four teams, UCLA, Ohio state, Clemson, Georgia. Seed those four teams. Four. <laughs> They're the four seed. That's my point. They're dogs to all three. <laughs> Big dogs to all three. So if Big you have a chance dogs. to leave them out, you will. If you have a chance to not have them in, you will leave oh, them. They got to be somebody's patsy. Who's number one? They want them in the, the final. They put them well, in those in those four will be Ohio State. They'd be the number one seed. It'd be one versus four. And Ohio State would be favored by 20. On a neutral? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. UCLA, yeah. Wow. But you get the Big 12, Pac-12 matchup. So there's our Big 10, Pac-12 matchup. So that would be for, for historical people, they'd love that. Ohio State, UCLA would make it's for a lot of people. people. What's wrong with these people? That's college football fans. That's your country. It's all your Big 10 people. You think that the Rose Bowl means something still. The Rose Bowl does mean something still. Only to you guys. Doesn't mean anything to the rest of the country. It means nothing. The Pac-12 and Big Ten people, it means something. To everybody else, they're like, who cares? It's the Rose Bowl. It matters to you guys. That's it. Well, it it means a little bit more because it's the Pac-12, Big Ten. No? It doesn't anymore. It did. It doesn't. But So you guys- Syracuse goes to the Pac, to the Rose Bowl, that means something? It means the same as if Syracuse goes to the Orange Bowl. It's the same thing. There's in a bowl game. There's no more or less significance to it. We ended oh, all that. I think there's less significance, even if the if it's Syracuse in a Rose Bowl. I could give a shit less. You think it's exciting? 
Syracuse and the Orange Bowl could give a shit less. It's just, it's, it's in a bowl. Well, then, I mean, then at least there's, it's orange. It's orange. Like us today, we're all orange. Syracuse and Orange Bowl is a big deal. No. It is? Why? It's a bowl game. It's you just got rid of all that. Color. I don't well, know. Okay. You're color Syracuse coordinating is now? undefeated. They're playing, they're playing Clemson this week. They're 13 and a half, 14 point dogs. They're going to get wrecked. Whacked. Destroyed. Off the field. Clemson's playing. As we talked about last week, DJU is playing. Clemson's back. Defense is nasty again. Syracuse is not moving the football this weekend. What's that total? Got to go low. 48? 47? (laughs) Apologize for my lack of ability. Syracuse, Clemson, 51. Ooh, that's high. 51 and a half, even. Syracuse huh. team total under. Syracuse team total under. 13 and a half is the spread. I was on with Ben Stevens this morning. Ben went to Syracuse. All these Syracuse people, man, they we somehow weaved the Syracuse into the conversation and what weren't supposed to. And I said, Do you guys always do this? Like it's bad enough that you're did he all drop new did he drop new house? On you? Every they do every time you're so, on with these Syracuse guys. That's all they you do. Know, I just they all everyone who went to Syracuse, they all should walk around just with I went to Newhouse. Just walk around with a sign on that. It would make us a lot make it a lot easier than have to hear it over and over again. Well, when I was at Syracuse and I was at the Newhouse school, you know, I on since I was a sophomore in college, we have heard it don't stop. You want to talk about arrogance in the media world? Holy man, shit. Oh man. I'm just happy I'm allowed on some of these shows with Syracuse people. Seriously. Mike Corey I and I, I just went to Penn State. Like I didn't, you know, I was so, a I was a broadcast major at Penn State. I'm I'm lucky I'm allowed. So Mike Corey, Mike Corey, who works for ESPN college football and college basketball games, and I broadcast partners for three years in in school, like we still to this day talk about the pact of like Mike wants to create a, an alumni base for UMass broadcasters and UMass media people because we have a lot of people who went to UMass who are in the media that we don't talk about it the same way that Syracuse people talk about it nonstop because, well, you know, Bob Costas and Mike Tirico went to you went to Newhouse. Yeah, I don't I've care. heard that. Okay. I don't I've care. Heard that. But but like Mike Reese. Over. Number of oh, times, all of them, over, over. all they love to do. So, like, he 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 wants to create like a rival alumni base of like media people who went to UMass, like Dan Wetzel, and people who are like all of us are like who went to UMass to like fight back against the Syracuse people and go like, you know what, assholes? We have a lot of people who came went to UMass, you know, too, who who are now in broadcasting as well. So there's Ooh. a big like like you know, yeah, we have a we have a big brother little brother thing going on in a big way with, between these guys. We really don't yeah. like new house people all that much. So, I mean, we didn't even mention Clemson. Clemson's in the playoff right now, right? They would be. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Who's going to so, beat them? I don't think anybody in the ACC. I think Clemson, I, I, look, I think there's a really good chance. It's boring chalk, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio state. It just, that right. is most likely what it's going to be. So, those are the four best teams going into the end of the year. They're going to be the four best teams in the playoff. First thought UCLA going to Oregon. They're going to lose, right? They're, they're going to lose. lose. Yeah. They're going to lose. I don't know. I, I haven't had a really great feel on Oregon this year. So that's a real watch game for me, not a bet game for me. Cause I don't, I've been kind of wishy-washy on UCLA. I've been right on certain games and wrong on certain games. And 
Like I thought Washington would kill UCLA. I thought, I thought that's when it would end. Like Washington's going to go in there and teach UCLA a lesson. The bubble is going to burst. And then, you know, they did a really good job. They destroyed Washington. So now I guess it's a lot of points. And then they did the same thing at home against Utah as a home dog. Yep. So I was on DTR is playing really well. He's playing great. Fifth year senior quarterback. I mean, they've got the chip finally has his team. I mean, it took him a long time to get a type of team that could really play the way he wants to play. But like chip Kelly going back to Oregon. I mean, this is a really hard game to bet for that reason. Like this is his Super Bowl. Chip Kelly with a six and O team walking into the place that he built, put him on the map. They'll name the stadium or the field after him when Chip Kelly is done. <laughs> my, my guy Kiefer just popped in here. He said he's in charge of the Old Miss media alumni. How many Old Miss media alumni do you think they have down there? There's probably not many. Well, a lot of them are on the other side, though. A lot of them are on the female side, the entertainment side. Who? A lot of people. A lot of people who who went to you went to Ole Miss, who went into broadcasting. Really? They so. won again. What about them? Well, that's everybody's talking about this week. I, I've had three people DM me about this game because they, I, I appreciate Ooh. everyone wants to, everybody wants to help me because I'm, I'm ice cold. So they're like, I got a bet for you, Matt. Ole Miss this LSU. Worse. This is when you're going bad. Everybody wants to give you the numbers and give you the picks. Oh boy. Uh-huh. What do they give Ole you Miss, with this game? Ole Miss LSU. Oh boy. Take, take Ole Miss. Take Ole Miss. Yeah. It's that easy. That's what that's everyone saying. That's what I'm getting. That that's going to be the pick of the weekend is Ole Miss over LSU. Really? Uh huh. LSU's minus one and a half, minus two, minus one and a half, mostly. Yep. Sixty-six and a half. What the hell happened to the SEC in defense? They don't play none of that no more. Just the Kiffin. I mean, in a Kiffin game, they're going to go crazy. Go crazy. Everyone's saying the LSU is overrated. They they consistently are losing. You know, LSU's not that good. Blah, blah, blah. Mississippi can go there and win that football game. They should go there and win that football game. Will they is the question. Well, we got all week. We got a lot of good games. I thought last week was good with the games. We got a lot of good games oh, this yeah. week. A little more oh, competitive yeah. spreads, too. I mean, it's weird because Ole Miss at LSU, it's not a night game. It's the CBS game of the weekend, right? LSU LSU is not ranked. Ole Miss right? is seven and zero. It's quietly creeping up on people at the moment. And if the year ended today, Ole Miss plays Georgia in the SEC championship game. <laughs> really? Yeah, Ole Miss plays Alabama at home. And this is you want to talk about the game of the year for the Crimson Tide. Oxford, this is what I was saying to you about why we should go. <laughs> I was saying we should go right. to the state. We should be, we should go to the Grove because that game is going to be ridiculous. Because if Ole Miss wins, Ole Miss is going to the SEC championship game. And Ole Miss, Tennessee, you want to talk about a crazy game for offense? If it's Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Atlanta, that total is going to be 90. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Against Georgia? No, against Tennessee. Against Tennessee. Oh, Old Miss, Tennessee. Yeah, the total should be 80. <laughs> total I mean, should be 80. The Alabama-Tennessee line in-game was 98 at one point. 
<laughs> okay, I've never seen well, that over before. 100. I've never seen right. 98. An in-game number of 98 for Alabama, Tennessee, and it went over. Yep. <laughs> Damn. So TG says LSU's defensive line is going to give Ole Miss problems. I think so. Possible. Yeah, definitely. That's why they're favored. They're favored because of their defense. That's it's going to slow down. Jeez. Ole Miss, make them run the ball. I mean, you know. How can they be favored with their defense? A total in a game, 66. Again, that's why everyone's DMing me, telling me the play of the weekend is Ole Miss. <laughs> Catching points against LSU. Take them on the money line. Ole Miss to win and beat LSU. Whew, man, we got a lot to talk about this week. Yep, this good games. Uh, a couple of quick ones for yep. more count. Notre Dame blows a 16-point lead against Stanford at home. Totally irrelevant, right? Like to- Notre Dame's become totally irrelevant now. Like, it and just that's doesn't- the worst for their alumni base to that for that program to be irrelevant. That's really bad for them to be irrelevant. They lost to Marshall and Stanford at home, and they had sixteen point leads in both games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not <sighs> trying to disparage any, but they're 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 inconsequential right now. I I only knew they blew the lead and lost. I saw they lost, but I didn't know they blew the lead to Stanford until you posted it in a rundown. I was like, and they lost at home to Stanford. Now I know they lost bad. Like, that's it. I don't even want to pay any attention to, to Notre Dame or anything, who they're playing. It doesn't matter. And like, maybe they yeah. can play spoiler for somebody, but really they lost at home to Marshall and Stanford. Like, they don't even have a good game left on the schedule, do they? USC, right? You got the USC game still to come. USC's going to blast them. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Right? Yeah. And then one more college game. TCU, overtime win over Oklahoma State. The hell was uh, that? How are you? Or where are you on TCU? The hell was that? I don't know. We were watching the game. We had it right in front of us up in that, that yeah. area where we were sitting. I was trying to keep an eye on it, but I was engrossed in the Tennessee-Alabama game, so I missed a lot of it, but... They were trailing the whole game. They came back and tied it and won in overtime. Didn't cover. One of the few things I got right, I was sitting with him in my bet. I was sitting with the guy from NASCAR, and he had he had bet TCU minus three and a half, and they went down, and they went to plus 130 in the first quarter on the money line, and he was right. like, he's like, let's bet this. And I was like, it's before you got there. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll ride it with you. So we we bet TCU money line at plus 130 in that cash. They're three and a half against Kansas State this week as the opener. K-State off a bye. K-State, K-State and Oklahoma State are the same? It's the numbers are the same. Yeah, K-State has won three games in a row, and they're off a bye. K-State is the same as Oklahoma State power rating stuff-wise? Are they kinda. really? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, similar. I'm going to have to dive deeper into this. I feel like this is the game you come back with TCU. Again, it's very, very, very possible. But I I think this number's light because of previous what happened. I mean, it's off a bye, though. I mean, college football, you get the bye, the hot team going in. Do they cool off or do they get even better and get healthy coming up? Adrian Martinez is playing really well for K State football wise. They run the ball really well. Right. TCU's defense is no. (laughs) Like, no. Not good. All right, to the NFL. Yep. This is how sad I'm going at the moment. Cowboys all set to cover. 59-yard field goal sales to the right. Eagles undefeated. 
lined that thing up to get the cover. I was just trying to get down there, get enough for the field goal, and boom, let's get the cover. Was that McCarthy trying to cover? Trying to get the cover, yeah. My buddy, John Orlando. Tony Orlando's kid, he does a show with crack. He was texting or tweeting last night. He's like, why were they trying to kick a 59-yard field goal? I said, to try to cover, John. That's why the hell why. else? That's not be? why. No, because the analytic, that's the analytical play. That's the right play. I know, but... You know, no one does it. Coaches don't do it. McCarthy actually is doing the right move. The right analytical play is right. when you're down by two scores and you get stopped, kick the field goal right there. Onside kick, save clock. You would have kicked the field goal with a minute left. Onside kick, you would have had 55 seconds or so to go score a touchdown. Fair. Even then, um, guy's got the leg. He just missed it to the right. Stunk. Tail two halves, though. In and it game. did that for, for Philly. I mean, the splits are remarkable for the Eagles in the second half. How good are they in the second quarter? Is that, They're the best in football. You, it's absurd. It's absurd, the difference. They're like a hockey um, team. It's weird. It, it's like a hockey team with a long change or something. It's bizarre how they are in the second. In the second. It, it, we'll have to look at it deeper, but it keeps happening. And then the second half keeps happening. So... um. They're an in-game team to look at for sure off the bye as to how they're playing. Go like, all right, take them. You have them in the first quarter, bet them in the second quarter, and then look at the second half and bet against them in the second half. You know, the, the Eagles are on a bye now. Yep. You know who they play coming out of the bye, don't you? Steelers, right? Nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Steelers, yeah. Steelers just beat the... Uh, this ridiculous. Well, let's let's go to that because yeah. Well, yeah. well hold, on, hold on. Let's do Bills Chiefs real quick, and 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 then we'll do Brady. Oh, all right. Because I we have a lot to say on Brady. Um, yes. Bills and Chiefs might have been the craziest of all the bets I lost over the weekend. <laughs> this one pisses me off more than anything because I talked about the under all week long, and if I had bet the under. The three touchdowns that should have been scored in the first quarter all get scored, guaranteed. Just didn't matter what it didn't matter which side I was going to be on. If it was on the under, those 21 points get made. We had three turnovers, two, one fumble, one interception, one turnover on downs inside the 15-yard line in the first quarter. <sighs> I mean, 21 points at minimum nine, but 21 points should have been scored right there. Bam. Game flies over. If I had bet the under. Those if are two scored. out of three of those score your game goes over. I bet the under, it would have gone over. Why did you over, change? Somebody sent you, me video of you and Iowa on TV yes. earlier in the week saying the under. Yes. Why I said did under, you change? I said under, 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 under all week long. And when you're running cold. Oh, you, it's like changing your ticket at the window. Yes, I had you, but I had numerous other people. It wasn't just you, but you were sort of like the, the, you were the one person, oh. the first person to say it to me. But oh. uh, I'm better to book it. You're like, no, go to the over. And then I had two other people that I really do respect. And I, I talked to with, with games who both came at me and were like, oh. you can't bet the under with Mahomes and uh, and Allen. Like, you just can't do it, Matt. Like, it just, oh. it, it's, and look, I wasn't under, our, our boy Rob beating the bookie had a three unit bet on the over. It was his big play of the weekend. Right. There was a, a lot of people had this from people that I respect who are all telling me I was on the wrong side. And so when you lose, you know, seven straight bets, <laughs> you start you to change, really start, start to, to hear. You start yeah. to really go, 
all right, I'm not seeing this. I'm seeing everything wrong. I, I'm, I'm on the wrong side. I'm going to fade Mahomes and fade Allen and, you know, in a, in a standalone game, basically in a, in yeah. a rematch. Yeah. So I bet the over and I knew right away after those 21 points, I was like, yep, that's dead. So oh, unbelievable yeah. that game at 24, 20 stays under when that game should have flown over. <laughs> it's a brutal beat, but just yeah, I mean, again, you'll hear people say that, that they had the over, that they had the right side and it didn't win. You'll yeah. say people that had the under had the right side, and that's the way the game should have gone. And, of course, no. you always hand Under was not the right side. No, other under was like well, lucky. If you had the under, uh, congrats. But it was I, – and I would have – if I had bet the under, I would have said I got very lucky. You were fortunate if you had the under. It, it cashed. That's all that matters. So scoreboards yeah. only thing that matters. So right. Congratulations. You got there. I didn't. But the right side, if you want to talk about what side you should have been on that game, that game should have gone over. It's so hard in these elite games. And that was an elite game. I was really watching that, just trying to figure out who's going to beat this team in January. That's all I want to know for both of them, but more so right. for the Bills. Um. And it's that game in the book where, like, one, I was due the in-game, but two, I'd be like, all right, we need the under huge here because this is the majority of people betting over. They're teasing the over down and yeah. going over. That didn't even get there. The teaser number didn't get there for the total. So it was a big game for the books, and the books need that under 90% of the time. So, like, that's why a lot of times Nine, when I look at games, of the bets were on the over. Everyone's on the over. Books cleaned up with that game. Yeah, that was, that was one of the games that, that had a big green number next to it for the books. No question. But, I mean, you can't change your ticket at the window. You can't. I tell people that all the time. They're like, hey, this is a mistake. Keep it and just get the other side for whatever you were going to do. Just keep it. I, I t- used to tell people that all the time. I saw it so many times. Don't ever change your ticket at the window. That way, you know. Like, if you got to blame somebody, you can blame yourself. You can, you can, you can stick like you said with the process or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you're just running bad. I mean, it just runs bad. Yeah, it happens. It just what the problem. I always I talk about this on Just the Picks last night. What is so frustrating about sports betting is that it's so easy to slide down the rope, and it's so much more difficult to climb back up. It's Ooh. just because it's eleven versus ten. When you lose that grip. It sucks because you put yourself in such a hole. You slide so fast down. Right. It takes so much longer to climb back up that sucker because mm. of how it is with, with 11 versus 10. That like when you have a weekend like that, it just buries you and you spend the rest of football. It happens every year. Once a year to me, I have that weekend and I spend the rest of football climbing out, trying to get back to 50%. <laughs> it sucks, but it's just the way that it is. Can you put yourself in baseball? Just, no, thank you. Uh, Let's we're running long. I will roll over. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> let's boom, skip. boom, boom. Like you say, boom. <laughs> let's skip your team and skip my team. Or uh, what? Good. What? All right, we're running long. It's eleven thirty already. We're, let's go. Right, quick. Go quick. Tom Brady to blame for going to Robert Kraft's wedding on no. Friday. Whoa. No, Kraft's to blame for having a wedding on a Friday during the season. Well, he had. Elton John gave him one day. If I if I get Elton John to play my wedding, I'm I don't care what the hell's going on. I have Elton John playing my wedding. What's Mr. Kraft doing getting married to 40-something-year-old? Bravo. 
what's he doing? I know exactly what he's doing. He's having time of his life. Is he? Yes. Is blue pills are telling him. Blue like, pills are phenomenal. <laughs> this, do you please? You think? Oh, man. I, I don't think. I know. Come on. Is anybody telling Mr. Kraft, like, maybe she's going after the cash? She's a doctor, dude. She doesn't need the cash. She's good. She don't need the cash? He owns a team. Yeah. He owns Gillette, too. Yeah. He owns Gillette. Everybody needs the cash. She's 47. What are you doing? Being smart? Oh, my gosh. I got no problem. It, that is a that is a reciprocal relationship. That 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 works out. I got no That's problem with expensive that. Expensive title fight for him. I, I, I as a reciprocal relationship. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. I think there's Zero. a prenup on that thing. It doesn't really matter. How long's Kraft got? Ten more years? What the hell? He got relatives and stuff. Jonathan's getting the team. It's already there. Son's getting Whoa. the team. We already know that. I got no, I, I, I have no problem. But Brady going on a Friday and then yelling at his offensive line is a really bad look. It's a really bad look. Thought bubble over, over that. I, I, I would love to have gotten those guys' heads while Brady's screaming and yelling, you're better than this. You're better than this. I, I, I guarantee you across their head, we're like, listen, clown, I don't care how many rings you got. You went to a fucking wedding on Friday night. Like that's how, that, that's how much you think about us. You're at you're in New York at a wedding. Bill Belichick, same opportunity, where's by the he way. Supposed to be in the team hotel looking at film? Like where yeah, what, like Belichick he supposed was. to be. Where was Bill on Friday night? Where Bill was Bill? Who? Bill Belichick. Where was he? Maybe he was at the casino playing blackjack. Who Bill knows? Belichick was getting ready for the Browns, a game that they won on the road by 20 plus. Where Brady should have been. Yeah, and Brady basically Todd Bowles isn't the coach of that team. Are you kidding me? Todd Bowles was over his head with the Jets. He's so over his head with the Bucks. It's not even funny. What? 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 Why did he get run from the coach of the Jets? Because he wasn't good. Because the, the Jets three, stunk. He's three and three right now, and he's talking about these guys are in fairyland looking back to two years ago. Todd Bowles actually accused his team of living in the past because they're living off of the Super Bowl from two years ago, not last year, two years ago, which was a really weird flex for the coach to bring that up. Well, you got to, I mean, you, it wasn't you, so you got to bring it up. You got to say, Oh, it can't be Todd Bowles. Yeah, it can't, it can't, can't be Todd Bowles. No, it can't be Todd. It can't be his problem. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I mean, he, he should have maybe said it a little bit different, but he got to say, look, we're not the Super Bowl team in the past. We're not. Me neither. He said I wasn't players the are in fairyland thinking, living in the past, thinking about the Super Bowl victory. We're not that team anymore. Did two he say years ago. Fairyland? Yeah. He did. That was the word. Or, hold on. That Let was. me get, get the, I'll get the exact quote. All right. Uh, so I'm glad we didn't skip this game. I knew this game would provide some good content. He said um, the actual, hold on. Um, post Steelers game. Um, living off the Super Bowl, he said, um, fantasy land, excuse me, not fairy land, fantasy land. Okay. Yes. We're living in fantasy land. Somehow that's better. <laughs> that, that, that's better. The play, the play. <laughs> it's not fantasy good. Land. Tom Brady had, I mean, that was a horrific look for Brady. 
on the sidelines yelling at his teammates. Brady's been yelling at people on the sideline for years. Correct. When Brady's the most prepared one. Oh. When you're the most prepared guy on the field, then fine. You can say whatever you want. You don't perform and you're at a wedding on Friday night. That's a big problem. And you know, Tom's out looking too now. Don't forget. Tom needs to retire. Tom, Tom wants to go. If you Tom's want to go to a wedding on a, ring. on a Friday night, if you want to go retire on a Friday night, all right. If, if or if you want to, if you want to go to a wedding on a Friday night, you should be retired. Like every other player he took a picture with, all the former Patriots, all around Robert Kraft, the only one still playing in the picture that was in the New York Post. The only one is Tom Brady. Just he's, hang it up, dude. He's Just hang it up. He's still playing, but you understand he's back out on the market now. He's back out on the market, but he chose those big uglies over his wife. He chose football. He chose hanging out. He's got a lot to prove now. He's going to make it make. He's going to make it good. That this is why I chose football. Listen, maybe Mr. Kraft told him that the new wife had a, had a sister or a cousin or something was going to be at the wedding. He said, come on, Tommy, you need to come to the wedding. I, I need to introduce you. I don't think Tom's back on the market. Robert Kraft's wife's sister. I, I don't think Tom Brady has a shortage of, of a list in the drawer. He can just pull out and go. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. looking for a doctor, a doctor's <laughs> friend, a nurse, who knows? I don't know. No, he's he was back going there because Robert street, Kraft. Man, he's back no, out. he went there because he felt like he had to be for Robert Kraft. He wanted to go well, party. He had to kiss the ring. He had to, he had to kiss, kiss the ring. He had to go party. He had to go be he around everybody. To. Remember, why did Tom stay for as long as he did with the Patriots? Because of Robert Kraft. Because of Belichick Kraft. wanted him out three different times. Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady, and Robert Kraft wouldn't let him. That's the relationship. I can't believe the real story is why is why is Mr. Kraft getting married during the season because of. Elton John, say hey, Elton. What is he, man? Elton John said, "I have one day available." Elton John told him and his wife they met backstage at a, at a show. Elton yeah. John told them, as a wedding gift, "I want to play at your wedding." He knew they were engaged. I want to play at your wedding. I've got. I'm going to look at my look at my schedule. It was one day in New York on this date in New York. I'm open. I can play then. Meek Mill played and Elton John. If Elton John can play your wedding, you go get married at that time. Yes. A hundred percent. I would do that. See, I, I tell him Elton it's during the season. I'll, I'll thanks. No good. Why does Robert Kraft? Why does it matter for Robert Kraft when he gets married? He's the owner. He's not playing football. What does that matter? Guess it's a it private doesn't. jet. Dude took a two hour private jet to Florida to go see someone to go get a little something, something to go, 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 go wherever he wants. You fly anywhere. Now he he's wants. getting married and having Elton John play at his wedding. What the hell's yes. going on up there in New England with him? Money, like it's going on with these people. Tale as old as time. Rich guys get to do what rich guy wants. <laughs> I guess so. That's that's not a shock. There's no, there's no story there. Okay. I just, I Brady being there is the story. Not Robert Kraft getting married on a Friday. Tom Brady shouldn't have been nowhere near that wedding. That was a bad look for Tom Brady. Right. Um. If you had to start one player, one guy, Zappy or Jones, both at a hundred percent. Zappy. Who, who are you starting? Zappy. You? Agreed. Zappy. Zappy. Zappy play, I have the same opinion on Zappy as I do with Cooper Rush. Plays Cooper Rush till play, he loses. And Cooper Rush played like crap. Cooper Rush is out. Back to Dak. Thanks same thing with coming. Bailey Zappy. He plays until he loses. Simple. His quarterback rating has been 105 or higher in all three games he's played this year. They get the Bears. Right. 
at home Monday night, seven and a half point favorites. Thanks for coming. That game game sucks. You know who's playing Sunday night? Pittsburgh at Miami. And now look at the now look at the Thursday game. It's even worse. And then Chicago at New England. No, look at the Thursday game. Look at all three primetime games. All three primetime games are absolute dog crap. New Orleans at Arizona. Boy, that's yes. a farm burner. <laughs> two and four versus two and four. What are we doing? Robbie Anderson. What are we doing with tra- that game? Robbie Arizona's favored in that game. They stink, stink. Well, they got Hopkins and Robbie Anderson coming in now. DeAndre Hopkins is back Thursday. And they got Robbie Anderson this morning from the Panthers. Wow. Did you see that? What happened on the, on the sidelines of that game with the Rams and the Panthers? Man, there must have been some shit said there, huh? Robbie Anderson got into the face of his of his wide receiver coach, got face-to-face with his helmet on, got face-to-face, and then got ejected from the sidelines by his head coach. Not the opposing, not the referees. His own his own coach said, hit the showers, oh, you're yeah. out. And the next morning, they traded him to the Arizona Cardinals. Leading receiver for the Panthers. <laughs> See ya. Can you imagine what he said? Bad stuff. Yeah. Something bad to hear what he said. Well, I mean, no head coach. So <laughs> Trent Young just said the zapping. Zapping. It's zappy <laughs> and you know, if you're zappy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Don't worry. Stuff. Be zappy. Yeah. Let's do all it. of it. Um, <laughs> I like Arizona. Thursday. Minus one and a half. Yeah. I like Arizona too. Yeah, definitely. Especially, especially with Hopkins playing that offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Has been totally different with Hopkins. Yes, I like Arizona Thursday night. Uh, tonight, though, Chargers minus four and a half has not moved. Broncos total is 45 and a half. By the way, Denver Broncos are averaging 15 points per game. 15 that points change. per game. That change. Different orange. Clashes. Why is this line moved? Why is this line staying where it is? Because nobody's betting it because nobody gives a shit about really? this game. On a Thursday, <laughs> on a Monday night game, no one's betting this. Game. Wow, it's a terrible. But game. it's no, it's coming down. It's four everywhere. Wow. Um, total is pretty much forty-five and a half. Let me double check and make sure. Yeah, painted forty-five and a half. The only thing you can say is the Broncos are going to run the ball on the Chargers. That's what that's what you can say that the Broncos lose the game by three. It's a divisional game. You take the divisional dog, right? It's been pretty lucrative last. We can have. I think it's 30 to 17, the final. 30 17 over and the favorite. Okay. I'd only take the points. You take Russ, who's hurt, with an offense scoring 15 points per game Uh against Herbert at home. Well, boy. Well, I would. I mean, that's a book side. I mean, a book's going to need the dog. Need the dog. I'll go down. I'll lose my tenth bet in a row. I'll go down <laughs> betting against you Ross. You won't flip. I'm not flipping. I I already bet it. I'm not flipping. I this is a circle play for us. It's it's a it's my circle week. We we go three and two or two and three on what? this on this. Sean and I, Papa Bear and I, both are on the Chargers. We're like, you can't back the Broncos in prime time. There's just no freaking way. I'm not backing Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not backing Russell 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 Wilson. Right. No, I don't care about the injuries to the Chargers. There's there's numerous injuries. If this was at home, Broncos, I understand 100%. I would take the points with the Broncos. On the road. Did you read Russ's quotes? Like, there's a lot more to do. 
And you read them this week. I think you read them on the show. Did you read Russ's quotes on the show a couple yeah. of days ago? Great. read them to coming. me. He said, greatness is coming. Greatness is coming starting tonight. Believe you. Sure. Uh, all right. Country. Let's ride. <laughs> Out of town. <laughs> put, put We're him coming on, to L.A., baby. Yeah, put him on a train and ride Russ out of town. <laughs> all right. <laughs> to baseball. The Dodgers get bounced by the Padres. I How mean, much fun was that for baseball fans? I mean, this is really something, though, right? Because you have to talk about this. So I don't believe the L.A. championships in baseball and basketball really count in the bubble. Because of the bubble. I don't think the Dodgers championship means anything to me. And I don't think the Lakers championship means anything to me. So yeah, the Lakers was completely manufactured in that bubble. I didn't, yeah. I didn't buy any of that, but so I don't buy that neutral so, like, site, empty stadiums for the Dodgers they, too. They played you in Texas. They played they in Texas. It was a yeah. joke. It was ridiculous. So yeah. like they play a 60 game, they made 60 games that year. So a 60 game schedule. And yet we give the Dodgers a championship. Like we would say over 162 games, which is nuts. They played the world Not series. Right the world series in a neutral site in texas for goodness sakes and we, we're gonna honor that and go that was a that was a legitimate championship huh no so you have to ask dodgers have spent a whole lot of money for not a lot of rings they've got one and they keep on spending it's a pretty bad loss for a team with 100 plus wins is it not it's brutal i mean it, it's one of the best records of all time in baseball they didn't even get past the Played four games. This is crazy. Oh. This is this is from Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal's article in the Athletic today. Only four 100 win baseball teams since 1999 have won the World Series. Wow! Since when? 1999. Since 1999, only four teams with 100 wins in the 100 win club have won the World Series. The Yankees in 2009, the Cubs in 2016, the Astros in 2017, and the Red Sox in 2018. How many 100-win teams have there been in that time period? Do we know? Uh, I didn't say in the article, but I guess a ton. So the question I mean, is, does this, a year, that's does this new format... Years, okay. So that's 40. So only four out of 40. Woo. Yeah, really more than that because it's 2022. So it's 22 to it's 23 seasons. And it's probably 45, 45 teams in four. I mean, that's just an estimation. Somebody check and see how many hundred win teams have there been since 1999. I guess would be two a season on average. That's probably 40 to 42, maybe, maybe 45. The Padres victory over the Dodgers marked the biggest regular season win differential for one club advancing over another in the postseason since the 1906 world series. When the 93 win White Sox beat the 116 win Cubs. Wow. Again, from Roth- again, from Ken Rosenthal's article. <laughs> it's crazy. The Dodgers, for all their regular season might, remain the poster boy for the modern playoff disappointment. They've reached the playoffs 10 straight years, but their only war- World Series title came in the COVID year. Why is that? Is it, why can't they win because, more? That's because, my question. Why because can't they win more? It, I mean, but like, it's more than coincidence now. It has to be, right? And it's not the playoff format. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Well, if that's you, this you, article. Okay. The headline of the article is too soon to 
cite new format as reasons for MLB postseason upsets. Yes. Yes. If you make them play right after, they lose. If you give them a time off, they lose. What the so it's you didn't it's like you didn't know that you had a time off. You knew you were gonna be the one seed like in September first. Yeah. Plan to have the, the fucking week off. Like because the Braves to, I, I mean the Braves are the same thing, right? The Braves got beat by the Phillies. I can tell you this. When we give the kids a week off, let alone a month off, mm-hmm. they stink when they come back. <laughs> you just be, you don't see the live pitching. There's three kids that would go to see live pitching with the Kate. Like I would take mine sometimes or I would invite the kids. Like I knew we'd be off for two weeks. I'm going to meet you guys at the cages on Tuesday. Right. I'm going to crank the machine up to 60. And just so you can't see it from a close distance, just to keep their eyes trained. Hitting live pitching is hard. You see what's going on in the playoffs. There's been a lot of unders. It's 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 tough. Almost every guy pitching is elite. There's no third, fourth, fifth starter in the playoffs. You sit out for five days and don't play. Okay, I get it. But you knew that. Something inherently wrong with the Dodgers and the way they get there and continue to lose. So, and they signed, I don't want to hear that Dave Roberts bullshit. He's a good manager. I mean, they signed him again. He's staying. Dodger fans want to come at everybody. Oh, Roberts sucks. You know, he's not the guy that gets in a box and don't produce. They didn't get a, a hit with runners in scoring position the whole series. Bob Melvin was asked about being about wildcard teams having an edge from the same article. He said, it's always been that way where the teams that are getting in through the wild card are not only playing with intensity up until the end, but they're also playing well to get in. Something to be said for that, right? Yeah. You're playing more meaningful games. Dodgers hadn't played a meaningful game in a long time. I'm crazy when I'm coaching, I'm trying to create high level tension excitement the whole time. Like when we're playing, you know, random games to then get to the leverage games, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to create that same environment. And it's hard. How do you create that high leverage intensity in the, that you get in the playoffs in June in Milwaukee? You can't. can't. Or September in Chicago when the Cubs are dead. Like it's just, you can't. So, I, I think it's just a natural thing that the teams that have played more of those games maybe are more comfortable. I don't know. Back against baseball. the wall. Yeah, but if you're if you're back to against the wall, you feel more comfortable. I mean, look, so the Phillies beat the Braves. Yeah. We've not seen a, a, rip, a repeat champion since 99-2000. It's been a long time since the team went back-to-back. You got to say goodbye to the grid. Okay. Bye, Sports Grid. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're back tomorrow. We're over on you guys. Sorry. Sports Grid, we'll talk to you tomorrow after the Bat Magazine show. BVB, stay there if you're live on stay YouTube here. or Twitter. Don't move. More to come with BVB. Uh, what do you make of this? Because in all sports, it's not just baseball, but it's in not, all sports, going yeah. back to back, is ex- it's, it's almost unheard of now. You just don't see it the way we used to. And football has not been since the Patriots did it in 0304. In baseball, it's the Yankees in 99-2000. Wow. Hockey's got to be – baseball, uh, hockey's got to be – I don't know when the last time hockey went back-to-back. I guess it was 
Mm. Oh, the lightning! Lightning just did it. The lightning, lightning just did it. Yeah, lightning just lightning did it. Just did it. So they and went got to the back. finals. Yes, yeah, so they went for a true for a threepeat. Yeah. Uh, but before that, it was the Islanders, right? In 83-84? The Penguins did it in ninety one, ninety two. Okay. Oilers did that. it. When, when Oilers did it in what? In eighty nine, eighties, late eighties, mid eighties. It was a, it was the Islanders then then the Oilers. Because basketball was the Lakers who went back to back the last time. Yeah. Right? Um, it's just hard to do this. Baseball has the longest drought at the moment from back to back champions. I I can't believe it hasn't been done in football. I I feel like football is the one that could be done. But Patriots did it twice. Right. So. I don't know. This is it's. It's harder and harder because you're you're forced to sign your key guys, but the second, third, fourth line guys, like the, nobody keeps their fourth line together anymore. Like that bottom cycle of that NHL team goes out the window. Baseball, it's hard to keep the rotation together long enough to repeat. Usually right. one or two starters stay, and you're cycling in three, four, five guys. The bullpens are constantly changing. Nobody wants to stay in a bullpen role in one place because they can get more money somewhere else. It's really hard to keep more than just a single, you know, core together. So I don't know. I think it's good for sports when they're it is. team, right? I like that. I do like dynasties though. Dynasties are fun, but I do like, I mean, the leagues like this. This is, this is driven by the leagues. Parody is what the leagues want. They want every fan base to feel like they've got a shot to win it any given year. That's fine, but like the dynasties are good for sports too. Everybody having a common enemy. Yeah, the owners don't like it. The owner, because it's one team that just is cleaning up. Look at the value of the Patriots. Look what the Patriots value went from where it was, say in, in, two, in 1999, to where it is now. Patriots were in the bottom 24, 25, 26. I know, but now they're top five. I mean, now it's like it goes like top goes, five NFL franchise. Yeah, it goes Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots for value. Damn, son. <laughs> I mean, really? Yes. Uh, oh, Patriots actually, hold on. Let's shit. see. NFL uh, team value. Hold on. Uh, let's the see. last hold hockey winner back to back was Detroit Red Wings in 97 and 98. That was the last one. See how long it's been? Before the Lightning. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Cowboys Forbes magazine. Cowboys number one. Uh huh. Patriots number two. Number two. Yep. This is Cowboys why Kraft are- had Brady show up at the wedding. Kraft. Tom, I'll put you in the will. Cowboys are worth eight billion. Patriots are worth six point four billion. Rams are six point two billion. Giants six billion. Bears five point eight billion. Washington Jets, 49ers, Raiders, Eagles are your top 10. Wow, you got hell. You're out of the top 10. Steelers are out of the top 10. Football teams in there. My gosh. Texans are 11. Broncos, 12. Dolphins, 13. Seahawks, 14. Packers are 15. Atlanta, Steelers are 17th on the list. Yeah. According to Forbes for value. They must not so have all dynasties are you elevate the value of the franchises through the roof when that happens. 
So Golden um, State won back-to-back titles just a couple of years ago too in the NBA. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They made but baseball. Thank been, you, Santiago. Been a long time in baseball. Baseball's been a long time. Ninety-nine, two thousand. Yankees are the last ones to do it. So we'll see if we ever see it again. Um. All right. Uh, I asked this question. We got to move kind of quickly through all this yep, stuff. Yep, We're yep. here all day. Um. Eighteen inning baseball game. You're staying to the end. Yes or no? If I'm at the game, yes. It's not even a choice. Where am I going? <laughs> Home. It's eighteen. What the hell kind of question is that? Where am I going? I'm bored. That, Fourteen innings. I put in I, fourteen innings. I'm tired. I'm going to go. I asked this question on Twitter. I put a poll up on this to see how many people. Eighty-four percent people there would stay, and I think eighty-four percent people are not eighty-four, but say half of the people are lying. Would you stay? Depends upon a lot. If you're at Fenway Park and it's depends upon a lot. You depends. Depends upon a lot. Depends upon a lot. Do I live in the city? Do I live where I live? Who gives a? You're gonna leave. Do I live in Vegas? Do I live in Vegas? And am I end? It just depends. It depends upon a lot of things. It it would for me. It would depend. It would. It would definitely depend. Chances are yes, but like experiential things like that. As I've gotten older. Lean, mean less and less to me to be able to say like I was there. Oh my! Doesn't mean God. a whole lot. Like I like it. I like going to it, but it's not like there are. If you're at an NHL playoff game and there yep. go to the third overtime, yep. you staying? Probably because it's hockey. It's more fun. Baseball eighteen innings at zero zero is tough. The tension level goes up. It does, but again, the Red Sox have won four. If the Red Sox had won zero, I'm staying all the way to the end. But I've seen four of these. But on the field, when they won a championship, like I've seen things now that it's not the same. My fandom is so different than what it was growing up. I told you, I'm good. Like as, at 45 years old, I am never. I am good. Everything I've seen, I've seen it all. There's not a single championship that I go, man. I would wish for my team. I've already seen it. Seen six Super Bowls, four World Series, an NBA championship, and a Stanley Cup. All within the last 15 years. <laughs> all, That's as some an adult, bullshit. As an adult, I've That's seen all of bullshit. it. You got all them <laughs> so, in 15 years. That's some yes. bull. <laughs> Caca. That so, is bullshit. That's just, as a fan, I'm in a totally different spot. I don't know. If the Red Sox were playing in a playoff game 18 innings today, Fifty-fifty. Right, gotta 50, go, 50, honey. Let's go. Let's 50, 50 shot. I'm staying. That's some bullshit. <laughs> it's it's fifty-fifty in the eighteenth inning. I'm still in the seats. You're that's. I, there's no way. If I've invested, like I'm there twelve innings, I'm staying. Like okay. I can't. What am I going to do? Go home and say, "Oh, I was at home. I wanted to beat the traffic. I didn't stay to see that crazy ending." Yeah, Hell if, no. If, if Madeline's with me as an eight-year-old, am I staying? She's for- sleeping and you get her on camera holding her sleeping and then we get on the TV. With a, she ain't going. <sighs> I make Kendall fall asleep on the floor. Kendall, we ain't leaving. On the stadium floor? That's actually nasty. No, I would not let her <laughs> okay. sleep on the floor. I'd hold her. I'd hold her. Okay. But we ain't leaving. We're not leaving. I would, I, I'm just being the honest. The problem is they turn the refreshments and stuff off. Then it's Everything a problem. Off. Then the kids get hungry and all this other stuff. The booze oh, yeah. stops for the people that like to drink. That's no good. But hell no. We stated no way. I can't even believe 
14, what'd you say? 84, 16% of the people said they would leave. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Yankees guardians today. Who's winning? Who's winning game five? Him it. <sighs> Go guardians, baby. Go guardians. At least one time. Come Please on, one time. Just one time. I can't believe I don't even know this pitching if the matchup. Game sucks. I am all over this game tonight. I, I I will I will potentially bet this in game. I'll watch this game. Like the football game sucks. I will be all in on this game. Pulling for I one hundred percent will be watching baseball. It starts at four o'clock. The football game doesn't start until five twenty. Yep. I I want to say Cleveland's got a shot. I think Cleveland's got a very good shot. But what my gut tells me is that the Yankees are going to win because I'm just going to get that sick feeling. And I'm going to say this. If the Cleveland Indians hit a home run today, they win. Can we get two home runs? Why do we can only hit one? Can they we hit one. Two? I think if they hit one home run today, they win. They're the single machine. Like they just singles, 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 singles. And then they had to pop the home run to cut it three to one, three to two yesterday. Did you see the celebration? Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. I mean, why? Why is that such a big story? I mean, baseball traditionalists are very upset about this. Get just get your panties out of a bunch and stop. Just like give me a break, okay? I mean, it was the marbles. He says that he got the marbles, and he's called the guy his son. I don't know about all that. You don't got to talk directly to the pitcher or make fun of him, but he was walking around with the marbles. Like, come on! I got no problem. It's with it. fun. Got no problem with it. Go Guardians. Yankees Go are Go Guardians win. is right. I want them to win. I really want them to win, if you know what I'm saying. Like, come on, one time. Yeah. <laughs> over. Over. Well, I think over. The game over? Wow. Seven and a half under minus a quarter. Minus 30 at South Point. Over. Over. An elimination game? Game five? Over. Ouch. No? Really? Wrong? I mean, what do I know? I've lost 10 straight bets, but it's, it's, it's me kind of ask you. Actually, yeah. That's a good point. Right? I, I mean, I, in a, in a, in a game five elimination game in today's baseball, ah, uh, I mean, blowout when it gets away, isn't it? The Yankees yeah, would need to win the game. Like, you know, seven to two, like Cleveland wins a game seven to two curse you. That is not happening. Cleveland wins a game seven to you think the Cleveland, I'll say if the Indians win, it's three, two white knuckle roller coaster. You did it too. You FF. just said Indians. Cause we can't stop thinking. Did, Indians. Did I? It's guardians. Guardian, sorry. Just, excuse me. That's right. If, if the guardian, if Cleveland It'll always be the Indians to me, I know if, if, if the guardians win today, they win three, two, you know, they're set up to, to beat the Astros now because they're not throwing Bieber tonight. They might they throw tonight. Bieber McKenzie. I know, but don't they won't won't they throw Bieber if they have to if they have a lead after the fifth? Oh, that's a Tito I'm move. Biebs, I say I'm ready. I know that's that. A t- that's a Tito move. Tito would do that if he's up two nothing in the fifth inning. Get out there and give me one time through the order, Shaner. Yeah. Give me three innings. Then go to the, then go to the closer. Man, oh man, fired up for this baseball game. Yeah, I mean, if they have a lead in the fifth, I'm throwing Bieber six, seven, eight. I'm, I'm go. It's one time through the order, son. I need you yep. to get me nine outs, low or, leverage outs, or hold, hold, or hold him to the seventh and have him go seven, eight, nine. Oh no, we have the best closer in baseball. True, Class A. Yeah, is 
he two man, innings he out of him. Comes in. Two innings out of him tonight. He could do it. Eight, if nine? we have to get out of the eighth and then go pitch the ninth, I'm good with that. But man, he comes in at a ninth. It is lock it up. Yeah. Uh Omaha steak searing hot take of the day. It's the end of the semi-annual sale. You got a couple days left. BVB the promo code to save 30 bucks off at omahasteaks.com. Half off the entire site. 30 bucks additionally when you use the promo code BVB. Today's the day, Dave. It finally happened. Littlefinger finally got fired by the after all after all of the drama that this dude created after all the nastiness that this guy was a part of Jack Easterby finally got fired today from the Houston Texans so I read the article which I, I truly appreciate you putting the links in the rundown because then it gets me to it quick and it's very efficient. I really appreciate that. And then um, I can put it on the screen. That's why we do it. So he was only there since 2019? As that executive VP of football operations. He's been with the team for a lot longer than that. Okay. All right. Bill, uh, Bill O'Brien brought him in. And this guy's not not the right guy for the job. This dude. Why do you call him Littlefinger. Because you don't watch game of Thrones. So Littlefinger was this guy who whispered into the King's ear all the time during game of Thrones to get things done. This is the dude that had Deandre Hopkins followed. This is the guy that had players investigated with private investigators. This is the guy who had the Deshaun Watson dirt. This is the dude. This this is is the the guy guy that everybody believes that when Watson said he wanted out, this is the guy who leaked all the information about Deshaun Watson. This is the dude. He where he worked his way. Like this guy? No, this guy has no football background whatsoever. Okay, he's a preacher. He has no background at all. But with he's the Patriots, a preacher. Yes, with the Patriots, he would have influence in the locker room, and he was elevated with certain people who were part. He brought him to. He brought players to his church, and he had a very big influence. So when Bill O'Brien went to Texas, he brought Jack Easterby with him. Jack Easterby started to rise up because he got into the ear of the McNairs. And he started to whisper poison into the ears of, of the McNairs. And it became more and more known that the guy who was causing all of the problems in the Texans organization was this guy, was Jack Easterby, who could run around and say, I'm from the Patriots, so I know. And everyone was like, what do you mean? This is the guy who he wanted to be a coach. This is Jerry Jones 2.0. He wanted to be the GM. He wanted to run the team. He was the director of football operations. This guy has never even been a high school football coach. And he was the executive VP of football operations of an NFL franchise. This is amazing. This, like, is, a, this is this is a meteoric rise. This guy, I mean, the crookedness of this dude, the fact wow. that McNair and Nick Casario, the fact that these two dudes just listened to this guy. I it, can't believe this. I mean, and he finally gets fired today. And everyone wants to know why he get fired today. Like, did Lovey Smith finally catch this guy like in a blatant lie or something to get this guy get, getting tossed out? Because it's a weird, in the middle of the season, it's a weird deal that this guy gets tossed out on this day. Something must be coming. Something must be happening. Houston, right? Maybe. Maybe some stories coming out. I mean, because another accuser like, came out. It again? It, oh, oh. Well, another accuser filed another lawsuit on Watson. Oh, over the oh. weekend. He got oh. hit with a lawsuit. So 
there could be something coming. There could be a tie to Jack Easterby or something along those lines. But no one deserves to be fired more in the NFL than that guy. (laughs) That guy, see ya. (laughs) I even got hired. I'm impressed, let alone hung around and hung around as long as he did. Thus, the little wow. finger analogy. This is that's why I call little it little finger. finger. Yeah, I, I, I now if you watch Game of Thrones, like, you know the reference, but it's it's it, it, this is what he was. He was a, a toxic person who spread his you know poison throughout the all the upper echelons who listened to him. You ever you ever see a little finger in any organization you've ever been in? We had one only in the one, book. only one. We had we had one in the book. There was we a radio to- station. There was a radio station I worked for that was like that. That was not fun. Yeah. This little finger, guys, it always ends up justice is served at the end. But some of them get a good run. Those little fingers. This guy had a really good run. Mm. <laughs> this guy, this is maybe the best run ever. This is a Hall of Fame run going from where he went to to now where he is. Or, he, I mean, the buyout he probably got was pretty nice. Yeah, you can you can keep that money. You, it spends well, too. But truth always comes out. I'm, I'm Now you got me peaked. My interest is peaked with this new case. Yeah. It sucks. Something, something must be uh, a foot with it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's skip the mm-hmm. story of the day and go right to the prop bet of the day. Mike Williams under 68 and a half receiving yards today. Baseball has been hot three and oh for the prop bet of the day. Football has been not. So unfortunately we're going back to baseball today. Um, this is, he, this is football. Yes. Sorry, football. Sorry, excuse me, baseball. Going back to football. Sorry. Mike Williams under 68 and a half receiving yards is minus 110 at FanDuel. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen is back. Williams mm-hmm. has hit this over three or four times played. Unfortunately for Williams, he's going to be up against Patrick Sertain, who's probably going to be lining up against him, who will be the focus point. Take a deeper dive into Williams. It will show against three teams. He struggles to contain wide receivers. Chiefs are really bad. 824 yards given up to wideouts. Texans, 812. Browns, 797. Denver is only 654. Through five games this year, the Broncos have allowed the second fewest passing yards to wide receivers and allowed the fewest tight uh, touchdowns to wideouts. One. So we're going under Mike Williams, 68 and a half receiving yards today. I think Bennett. Mm. There's a pretty decent case you just made for it decent case for it, but I'm, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, you're gun shy as shit right now. You gotta yeah. be careful. <laughs> hell yeah. But the, just I'm gun shy on props. I mean, even though I on pro football props yesterday with Spencer, the one thing I did, I go, I went three and two of my own prop bets, but I've decided to change up myself because going into that show for six weeks, I took a prop that I liked a prop that props.com likes and a prop bet that Spencer liked. And that has proven to be a bad, thing that it was not smart. So I went three and t- I went three and two on the show and then went one and four officially by taking the group of the group of stuff. So I'm now just gonna trust myself and my own handicapping and we use my props going forward. I'm not gonna do the mix and match anymore. I was mm. trying to make I was trying to do something creative which may have people watch for different reasons and now I'm just gonna go ahead and I went three and two props went three and two Spencer, like a lot of us, got crushed. He went 0 5. So it was a bad day for, for a lot of people betting yesterday. Happens, you know. Spence. Keep your chin up, kid. Yeah. Well, me too. The Vikings were rolling. Yeah. I had I was in the Dolphins on that. I took it in the circuit contest. Dolphins looked good for a little bit. And then Skylar Thompson got hurt and Teddy Bridgewater threw for a lot of yards, but yeah. 
Our producer, Kazoo, Matt Ferrer, came in and told us that the, it was going to be easy. He said the Vikings were going to win. If, if Skyler doesn't get hurt, though, I don't know how easy that would have been. I don't know how easy it does either. Teddy Bridgewater's definitely, I no, don't think he's an NFL quarterback anymore. He's bad. Not in Miami. It ain't working. He can't see a blitz to save his life. He's just, just he gets crushed. Working. Okay. Uh, so you're going under, you like this? I'm staying away from this, but. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick it, I would side. I mean, it was a good case. I, I it's a good number. I mean, it's a big number. Up. 68 and a half is a lot. It's a lot for Mike Williams. I can see him get 50. So it's a little. You like the over in the football game? No. I don't either. That's why I don't, I'm no. not a big fan of this. I mean, I'm leaning under before over. Yeah, primetime unders, right? Our thing, they've been, they've been here. 12 and 6. I got the thing right here. 12 and 6. What is Primetime unders are this season. 67%, yeah. man. Yeah, it's nuts. And I think tonight's very possible going under again. Last night was under. Um, Thursday was under. I mean, right. just, yeah. I mean, I absolutely. Last night I barely I, creeped over the total. Barely. I think, over. I mean, how how do you feel about a same game teaser taking the Broncos from four to 10 and taking the total up from 45? That's to the way I would do it. I was do a teaser. That's the way I would do it. Yeah. Divisional that's, dogs have been pretty good. I want yeah, the dog. That, that's going to be a very popular bet to, to tonight. It's going to yes. be a very, a very yes. popular bet. I'll do that. I'll be on that as well. But just it's the only way. You, if you, I, I love doing same game teasers in prime time, but my official bet is I'm not screwing around with two sides because I get myself. I don't want to make it more difficult for myself. If I was running hot, it would be a same game teaser bet because I'm not. I'm just going to take the Chargers here. Right. Better to book it. Chargers minus four and a half. Oh, you want to put the Bronco hat back on? You're betting the Chargers? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, I'll book it. Okay. I like the dog. I like the so, dog. And Denver, you've been cold as ice. So just, just so you know, Denver's on the year so far. Denver is one in four ATS. I don't care. They're one in four that. to the total. I don't care okay. about any of that. Well, you should because they've played, you know, the level of competition the Broncos have played. San Francisco, Vegas, Colts, okay, under 43, under 45 and a half, under 45 and a half, over 45 and a half against Vegas, but they lost the game and didn't cover. 42, 12 to 9. The offense, the offense is averaging 15 points a game for the Broncos. They've scored 9, 23, 11, 16, and 16 so far in games this season. It's really, really bad. <laughs> three and two for the Chargers. They are three uh, Chargers ATS are four and one against the spread this season. Uh, they are uh, three and two to the over yep. this year. They have covered um, all but one time this year when they were favored. They were six and a half point favorites against Jacksonville. They lost the game 38 to 10 when they played Jacksonville at oh home. yeah, that was the that was the that Herbert was the laying, play, don't since, play, play, don't play, then correct. play and play like they shit. Killed. Yeah, they killed. They've beaten Houston and Cleveland in the weeks after 34, 24, 30 to 28. They were favored by one and a half against Cleveland, one by two, favored by five and a half against Houston. They won by 10. Oh. Line now is four, four and a half. I don't think the Broncos score enough. This could. This is the problem. This could be thirty to ten. Bye bye. See you later. Chargers win. I think the Broncos aren't blowing them out. Um, yeah, I think I think the total is right there. I think it's like 
you know, 44 to 47, somewhere in that range. 24 20 is my tote, my score. 24 okay. 20. Broncos? Either way, it's going to fall right in around there. I, I, I would, I'm leaning Broncos. They could go win this game. I almost feel like they have to. Like they have to play better than they played that other game. Now, granted, I haven't watched the Broncos play because I did not see one second of that that, game. That's a big asterisk. You have not watched the Broncos play yet. I saw enough. No, no, for a couple weeks. I saw enough of Russ in the Raider game. Yeah, yeah, you didn't watch last week then. Not one play. And that was at home. That was at home last week. Listen, I told everybody I wasn't watching it, and I didn't watch one damn play. They scored nine points at home. Against the Colts. Colts. (laughs) (laughs) And you're riding them on the road the next week? Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Completely ridiculous. Yes. I'm just going to do what the numbers are telling me. If I die, I die. If I go down, I go down. But that is – I can't. The likelihood, my worry with the same game teaser is the Chargers kill the Broncos. This is, this is a good, that's a good worry. That's, you should be so, thinking that. 24-10 is really likely. Whew. And it kills the teaser because you put them up to 10 and they win by 14 and the teaser's dead. So that's what I mean by like, I'm running so cold. I'm not trying to make... I don't want us to try to, to go through a, 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 a yeah. thread, thread a needle here. Just want to just like take one bet and leave it alone and not screw it. Just take it and just go, let's just try to hit a layup or hit a shot versus try to yeah. hit a three point turnaround, you know, <laughs> hook shot. Let's just try to hit, just try to take a straight, you know, you normal you shot. See one go through the hoop. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it really is true. Like normally people who've been with me for a long time and listen to this stuff, what normally happens after this type of cold streak is a redonkulous hot streak. Well, I'll hit 10 straight bets. <laughs> like how it normally happens for just me. in time for the NBA starting this week. Yeah. So normally that's You'll what probably normally go on a nice little tear. Yeah. So, and that's what normally happens. But unfortunately what normally happens is that, uh, I get gun shy and then I'll drop my unit down to half a unit and then I'll get hot and then I'm losing full units and only getting back half units. So I have to watch myself. Not I've told myself I'm not doing that again. That's what's happened in the past. Mm. Just got to stay the course. If I lose, I lose. Yeah. So it's only money <laughs> right now. <laughs> be burying them. Mm-hmm. Only the money. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, Sonic's concerned every time I lean forward, there's been a color balance issue. This is a very bright orange. I apologize for my <laughs> movements back and forth. I get excited while we're talking. Um, favorite thing about today, as I, I called you yesterday and told you, but Saturday okay. night, I had a little um, long day. You know, we hung out. And I think I had some bad food or something, but I had chest pains that I have not had since I had the stroke, maybe ever. Like, and I'm very much more aware of what's going on with my body than I have been in years past. The stroke scared me straight, so to say. Yeah. So I was driving home and I called Jessica after the Dodgers lost to the Padres Saturday night. And I said, um, 
what are you doing? She's like, I'm home with the kids. Why? And I said, I don't want to alarm anybody, but I'm having these pains in my chest about right here. It was right here on my right side, right up upper body. It was it felt like a knife was going in and it wouldn't, it couldn't get it out. Kept taking deep breaths. I was like, oh man, this hurts a lot. So we went to the doctors or we went to the ER and got all the tests run. Um Nothing wrong. Everything, the doc said everything looked great, but I'm going to follow up with my doctors, which I have omitted because we've been so busy with football season. And today was a reminder that we have to, one, communicate these things as men, two, take care of ourselves as men, and three, you know, I was like, normally I was driving home and I'm thinking, I would just go home and say I don't feel good and go to sleep. But I can't do that because... I at one time went to sleep feeling good and woke up and couldn't talk and would have died that day had my daughter's not been home. So it's a reminder that today, you know, having the show is awesome. But I just wanted to tell you and whoever's watching and listening, you don't feel good. The worst that can happen is you go to the hospital. They tell you nothing's wrong, which is <laughs> I got a little I got a little IV drip and then. They loaded a little morphine in there, and I ain't had morphine. I don't know it ever in my life. I had the best night's sleep ever on Saturday night into Sunday. I woke up. The Steelers were beating the Buccaneers. Like, I slept <laughs> great. I was like, did I sleep in a time warp? <laughs> I, I saw the scores. I was like. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky was playing well. Mitchell Trubisky half. was in. I was like, what the hell's happening? Yeah, I woke up in like the third quarter. So. Yeah. For the guys that are in town, that's why I didn't reach out to you yesterday. I didn't leave the house. Stayed home the whole day. Had the games on. Hung out. Stay home with, for a while. With you, the wife and the kids. Yeah, it was nowhere to go. You're on house, house arrest for a week. Essentially. Well, Don't we move. got some stuff to do tomorrow. But yeah. Yeah. Other than that, best thing about today, one, the show, but two, the ability to remind people like, look, man, when you don't feel good, just go to the damn doctor or go to the hospital and get checked out. Don't worry about the, whether you pay or not and all those other things. Listen, I don't feel good. Help me tell me why. That was it. Especially at our age, though. I think one of the things about yeah. what I went through over the last couple of years was the idea that like <sighs> – like in our brains, we're always 25, right? We're, we're never actually how old we actually are. True. And we have like a you know, mental thing. Like we're like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Like no one who's 60 thinks they're 60. No one who's 80 thinks they're 80. You think you're 25. Like I'm fine. I can go do this. But like you start to realize that you're, you're not young anymore. You're into an adult age where, you know, you read about people who are in their forties or fifties who die and you're like, Oh, that sucks. That's so horrible. But like, you oh. don't think about like, wait, I'm that, I'm that age. Like it's how I am. Like, wait, what? Like you just, it, it's that reminder. So yes, <laughs> when you don't feel well, you're having chest pain in any form or fashion. Like I remember when I went in having chest pain and I, and, and basically they, they ran a whole litany of tests for, for, for me on there. But like the doctor yelled at me in the ER cause I waited a day before I went in. And he was like, right. what are you doing waiting a day? You're in your 40s. I was like, well, he's like, do you know how many people I have seen die who have been dead, who I could have saved if they just came in here a day earlier? Like, don't be an idiot. I was like, right. whoa. Yep. He's put the fear of God in me. I was like, um, 
Yes, sir. Okay. Understanding. He's like, don't play around with this. It's like, this is why we're here. You come in, get checked out. You're on your way in two hours. That's the trade. I can save your life. You give me two hours. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, right. so, you know, it's a, it's a huge thing. It really is an important message to, to be had that like, you know, take care of yourself, but also listen. If you don't feel good, don't say, oh, I'm going to fight through it. I'm fine. You don't know what's going on. Let's the hell with that, man. <laughs> That's the way it used to be. Don't have Figure to be out. that way. No, you're going to be saved. You're going to have things going on. You have no idea what's going on in your body. Right. Self-diagnosis stuff. Oh, I've had that before. I'm fine. Until you're not. So, yeah. I mean, WebMD experts, all of us. I used to do it myself. I do that shit no more. No way. It's the worst. Yes. Yeah, WebMD is phenomenal information, but it's overloaded. We all think we know what we're talking about. You can self-diagnose yourself that five different diseases by the time you're done. <laughs> oh, I got that. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got that. Oh, it must be this. Wait, when I do this, it moves. Yeah, oh, oh, it, it, says, be it says this. And that, okay. Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. It's, it's I almost bad. called it's you bad. before and said, hey, Dr. Perold, I'm having a pain here. And I was like, nope, I can't do it. Go to the doctor. You called me and we're like, hey, um, why I didn't call you yesterday? I was um, at the ER. I was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? I'm just hearing about this halfway through a Sunday. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, it was late night last night. And blah, until you told us. You were the second call I made when I woke up. Goodness gracious. Not good. <laughs> be safe. Don't be playing around. My God. I left. I thought you were fine. Left you at the MGM. I thought you were fine. And then all of a sudden I got a call the next day. Hey, by the way. Uh, what? <laughs> Yikes. So he said, yes, oh. I'm glad you went. I'm glad you're okay. But yeah. take it easy let's have a calm week for you coming up here right. this week guys hit the like button subscribe where you get your audio podcast and hit our subscribe button for youtube as well we were a little long today back tomorrow for hey. a tuesday b b b